0: Kevin calls her and they flirt in the middle of the dairy aisle. Ma'am, this is a Publix. <laughs> please, please calm down. Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Afficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25 year old actor and drama instructor. I like rooting anti heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey's pretty much everywhere. And our fun fact for this episode is something that you would want at your wedding. And um, I I feel like I've put a lot of thought into like how I would want to look at my wedding. Like mm-hmm. I would like I have put a lot of thought into like the dress and stuff. Yes. But I don't know how much I've put into like that like decor of it, you know. And so that's what I'm like trying to think of is like I know that like themed <laughs> tables are like really tacky now. Mm-hmm. But I still like it and I wouldn't want it to be like so themed that it was like completely out of left field okay you know um like so for example I've seen weddings in which there are uh like each table is a Disney movie and like that's really cute when you're just looking at the table but when you're looking at all of the tables in general you're like wow that's a lot of what it is <laughs> uh, Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm like I wonder if I could like have themed tables but like the overarching theme is like film. Yeah, or something like yeah, that, yeah. and then like I don't know, they, I would want them to go together. Basically, I, I don't want to say themed tables and have everyone go. Okay, no, <laughs> but I think I think themed weddings can be done tastefully. Still. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of stuff on Pinterest, like where I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could totally pull this off with the right, like, the I, wedding plan. I have so much time to think about it. I have no prospects. <laughs> you got the time. So uh, <laughs> we're good to go. Uh, and my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 31-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britania. Where I can we find it tempting to be interesting and talking about my cat? And here is someone who actually is planning a wedding. Woo! It's true. I'm trying to think of, like what we would want because like obviously like because we're two women we're like oh it's gonna be gay themed and it's like no (laughs) that's weird no but the thing that I want at my wedding is uh Disney World because I want to get married at Disney World I love that thank you
1: (laughs) that's perfect
0: and our guest for this episode is Angie hi
1: (laughs) hi how are you can you tell us can you oh we're good how are you fine melting a little but good (laughs) yeah Well, that kind of works into
0: like the first question, which is just tell us a little bit more about you. So, like, where are you located, etc.
1: Okay, yeah. Now the melting stuff is gonna make sense. Hi, I'm Angie yeah. Rodriguez. I'm a graphic designer, and I live in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Ah, and I'm thirty. Wow, that's so cool.
0: <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. That is really cool. Um, and then like, do you know what your Hogwarts house is? I do. It's Gryffindor. Nice. Oh, taste. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So we rarely come across Gryffindors on this <laughs> podcast, so it's, this is exciting. Yeah. It's
1: so weird because all of my friends turn out to be Gryffindor and except for one, and then we kind of bully him because he was a hobby <laughs> pop, And then like <laughs> it makes sense that we're all Gryffindors in a way. <laughs> yeah. As a Hufflepuff I can confirm we're
0: very bullyable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> As a Slytherin I can confirm they're very bullyable. <laughs> Amazing.
0: <laughs> I hate you. So, who are some of your favorite characters on this show? Okay. Uh my favorite above
1: all is Kate for sure. She's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, what a great episode That's for you." such a good, yeah. Ah, I know, I know. I love it when you when you posted that you wanted someone for this episode like I didn't even think about it I just say yes me please yeah. yeah uh other than her is Juliet, Shannon and mm-hmm. Ana Lucia with an special oh. shout out to Sawyer and Hurley oh what a great list yeah this is a really good
0: list mm-hmm. thank you and and so what does Lost mean to you like what what when did you watch it I think
1: I think it was it was last year. I don't know. This year has been like crazy, right? So I'm not ridiculous. sure. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. I don't know if you guys seen the the flamingo gif that says the big gay migration on on Tumblr. Yes. Oh my god, that's really yes. me. I, I I spent years just watching shows that had like lesbian relationships on them because I mm-hmm. didn't yeah. want to watch anything else. Yeah. Until I. You know, this show that I'm sure all three of us used to watch is the, mm-hmm. the hundred, you know, ah, it was a chaos. Yep. Mm. Yep. Never heard of that show. <laughs> but it led me to meet a lot of people and they got me watching stuff that I would have never watched on my own. Uh, like right. Lost and some other stuff like 12 Monkeys and The Expanse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's those three shows are the only ones that I have for sure enjoy without having a lesbian relationship on them (laughs) which is great for me. <laughs> and that's saying something,
0: yeah, you totally. know? That this show was good enough <laughs> yeah. even though it didn't have... And you know what? We we have our own head cannons. Oh,
1: no, exactly. for sure. I know, I know, I yeah.
0: know. So if uh, someone wanted to follow you, um, where could they find
1: you on social media? Okay,
0: uh, you can find me on Twitter.
1: At, it's so weird. Carisu uh, or Angie Rodriguez, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure whatever. Yeah, I regretted that Twitter handle and I just kept it i just (laughs) it's there i don't know if i can change it but uh just yeah i think you can if you want yeah i don't know i've stuck in it with with it for like almost a year so i just like then why not just go ahead and keep it like i don't even know Mm -hmm. why i would change it anymore Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so lastly um what's something that you would want at your wedding i have so much trouble with the wedding aspect of it because i'm not sure Mm -hmm. if i want to get married someday but uh sure i don't know it's so funny i read a uh fanfic a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and they had a, a disney wedding and i'm yeah? like totally i want that <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute it is really cute and i uh, like the writer described everything in it and so i just it's so cute and uh yeah i just i have problems with it because if i ever ever get married uh having a disney wedding is gonna be like crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. So, because of how much dollars against Mexican money is. So, I don't right, know. Yep. I'm just gonna worry about it when the time comes. But yeah, totally. Exactly. A Disney wedding will be awesome. <laughs> we have been pricing it out in Canadian dollars. And we're just like, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> so, this is unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, it is.
1: But uh, I've seen. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures of Vanessa Morgan's wedding. That looks um, yeah, I super think so, yeah. cute as well. Like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. wood chick. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of cottage core. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. yeah, I'm like between that. I also like I work in a hotel, and I'm pretty sure they like. <sighs> okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna have trouble like translating everything in my head uh That's dude, right. you know what you're way smarter than both of us I can't, speak two I can't
0: languages we speak one like you take your thing. time thank you
1: because i i've seen there's really easy do you all like it, at a hotel so i might do that as well
0: <laughs> I, don't I i respect love that. hotels
1: yeah and there's a hotel
0: in this episode <laughs> it is yes um cool should we get started totally yeah. yeah today we have words to say about episode 306 of lost i do so um, in I Do, Kate is getting married in the flashbacks, obviously. Um, and I also wanted to point out that Sawyer asks her if she loves him. She doesn't say anything, but I Do could be something that she said. <laughs> it's true. It's, it, that's, that's the implication. Um, she kisses him, right? Instead of
1: answering. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Exactly. So um, the broadcast date is November 8th, 2006. It was written by our boys, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, and it was directed by Tucker Gates. The main reason why it was written by Damon and Carlton, who... Um, write a lot of the really important episodes um it's because this was the mid-season finale of uh of season three so they're oh so everybody had to wait after this and what an episode to to like start a hiatus off. yeah oh my god yeah
1: yeah it had a great cliffhanger as well mm-hmm.
0: you're right cool so i think britney's going to do her summary of <laughs> the episode now
1: i can't wait to hear the final product of this
0: <laughs> oh god it's gonna be so i told bad. you everyone likes it <laughs> I, but I don't and that's what matters yes well if you ever want me to stop i will but i'm i, I can't promise there won't be an uproar <laughs> i won't do it okay okay oh god i'm like scared because my summaries keep getting longer and uh-huh. i'm like but the longer they are the more pointless they are <laughs> right. because you do all the long summaries mm-hmm. So. I did, yeah, I did the really detailed stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to, like, start making them shorter. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. In
2: the past, Kate reveals that she's engaged to Nathan Fillion, who is a cop. <laughs> he has no idea that she's a criminal, and he thinks her name is Monica, so their relationship is definitely one built on honesty. Anyway, at the wedding, his mom is nice and gives Kate a family heirloom, and everyone basically says Kate slash Monica is basic AF. A simple bitch, if you will. Kate calls Edward the Marshal and tells him she's happy now, and he should leave her alone, and he's like, I would love to see you try and be normal. <laughs> Nathan Fillion buys them a honeymoon, and Nathan is like, and... Okay, Nathan! Wait. Nathan! Nathan Fillion buys them a honeymoon, and Kate is like, wow, I love you, but she doesn't a- have a passport, so she's actually upset. Also, she's pregnant now, so that's an issue, but then it quickly isn't an issue, because she brings Nathan Fillion some very important lemonade, she pe- Sorry, she's specifically not pregnant. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. not pregnant. Uh-huh. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. That's okay. Okay, cool. Anyway, Kate's not pregnant. Anyway, so she says she um, isn't having a baby anyway, and she's leaving, so she drugs him, confesses her crimes, and then bounces. On the island, Locke decides Echo will be buried where he died, and he and Saeed bounce for the beach to get supplies, except they don't. They take a detour. They bury Echo when Locke sees an inscription on Echo's stick, and that's that whole plotline. Mm-hmm. Ben wants his surgery, and Jack is not super interested in helping him. Pickett is, like, super close to killing Sawyer, but Kate keeps them together another day. Juliet tells Kate they're going to kill Sawyer. She convinces Jack to do the surgery. They won't kill Sawyer. That handy so jack should do it except jack says no kate gets pissed when sawyer agrees that jack made the right choice and that's the only time they'll ever agree she breaks them both out of their cages but sawyer says there's no point in running because they're on the wrong island he didn't tell her so that she'd have hope they'd escape one day kate kisses him and they do it which is kind of gross because they haven't showered in weeks (laughs) anyway sawyer says he loves her and kate does it but she kind of does that's nice Jack gets fake released from prison just long enough to see Sawyer and Kate on the monitors. Heartbreak. jeers. Ben shows up and is like, yeah, that was weird porn. Jack is also pissed and he's like, fine, I'll do the surgery because I want to get off the island and also kind of screw Kate and Sawyer. Jack and Juliet scrub in. It's surgery time. Ben wants to know if Alex asked about him. She super didn't. Anyway, a bunch of medical stuff happens while Pickett goes to kill Sawyer. He mentioned something about Jacob and a list. I'm sure that's not important. Anyway, Jack does something shady and now Ben is dying. He orders Friendly to bring him a walkie-talkie while Sawyer and Kate fight the bad guys. They threaten Kate and Sawyer has to give in. She begs for his life and Sawyer accepts that he's about to die and he actually kind of does good guy Sawyer because he tells Kate not to watch. Friendly radio's in and just in the nick of time Jack tells Kate she has to run and then she says no and he, she says what he says well do you remember the story I told you and she says yes and he said well then you should probably tell me that story in an hour and she says no and then he says damn it Kate run and that's it.
0: <laughs> that was really long. It was. You have to say as me as you I'm afraid already it is Kate damn it run and not damn it, Kate run, but I will, I'll forgive you. Do you want to talk about how I actually wrote that down? You wrote Kate. That's cool. Before we go into the uh, episode, um, we did get a thoughts from listeners for, um, this episode. It was a long, long email from Alicia, um, who said, Hey ladies, I love the pod. I binged it in a month. Thank you. That's a lot of content. That's amazing. Um, I also listened to the hundred in Riverdale pods. I'm new to the lost fandom and I love it. Robin brought me in what I Woo! did. I didn't even know that. I did know that. Um, Robin already knows this, and we talk on Tumblr. Since episode one, I've been a Sawyer fan. I love that book slash pop culture nerd. I ship Skate, Joyer, Charlie and Claire, Desmond and Penny. I'm interested to see how Juliet and Sawyer will come about. We've already talked about that on the podcast, that 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 ends up happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, since right now where I'm at in the show, where which is about halfway through season three, Sawyer only has eyes for Kate, who is so worried about Jack. But I'm also picking up Jack Juliet vibes. Am I the only one? You're not the only You're one. You're not the only one. Um, I know Sawyer and Juliet happened as of right now. I don't ship it only because they've had four interactions and half of them have been hostile, um, <laughs> which is a good point. Fair enough. Uh, so she went into um, a lot of the different scenes of the episode, and I pulled out some of my favorite points from there, and I like put them in with my notes. So okay. um, if you guys just just know that. At some points, I will be like Alicia said, and and that's basically what's happening here. Cool. Um, yeah. So we're first going to start with the lock stuff, which literally is only three scenes long, I think. Um, so we'll get that over with real quick. Oh, the other thing that I wanted to mention before we start is that there was a commentary for this episode. So I listened to the, um, episode commentary. It was, uh, Josh and Evie and then Carlton as well. Um, and I pulled out a whole bunch of quotes from that because I wouldn't usually take that much, but... Evangeline Lily put so much thought into her character, yeah. which I you know, respect. And I probably would too, if I were her, but um, she really puts it into words in a really beautiful way. So I did pull out a bunch of quotes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's what a lot of this is going to be. Uh, all right. Let me find the first scene with Locke. All right, here we go. So Locke is still with Saeed, Desmond, Nikki, and Paolo. They've covered up Echo's body and are planning on burying it here instead of Boone Hill. Locke tells everyone to stay while he goes back to get shovels. Saeed insists on going with him. So a fun fact about this already is that Echo's body was a double, of course, because Adewale was like, peace out out i'm i'm out of here because yeah. he he had to go um so that was a double of another a giant person <laughs> um so Locke takes it's a great it's a great way to describe him exactly He's yeah, exactly. massive yeah um so Locke takes the cross necklace and um it seems like they're like are you are, you, are we gonna carry him back and i'm like can you yeah <laughs> Do you have that capability? I'm like, I know that it was because Locke was like, we should, like, he had his own reasons to not bury Locke or Echo back at the beach. But also I'm like, is it because you're lazy? Is it because you can't carry him? It's okay if it is. <laughs> is it because
1: he's like a thousand pounds heavy, right? Exactly.
0: Like, it's okay to be honest. Yeah. Just say it. Um, so they're like, we're just gonna bury him here because it's gonna be a bummer for everybody. Okay. But do you guys think that Echo would prefer to be buried here versus on Boone Hill? I think he would not want to be buried there at all. Yeah. I, I, at Boone Hill, you mean? No, like where he
1: was buried. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Wouldn't you think, like, I, I can't remember, like, did something happen to the church already? To the church he was building with, with Charlie? Um. So Locke. I, I, I'm spacing out.
0: Like, I don't think he dismantled it. I don't think he dismantled it, but he um, built his um, sweat lodge. Oh,
1: okay, yes, 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 Uh, yeah. Beside it. Oh, right. Um, So I don't think there's an issue. Maybe he would like to be, like, near there because, I mean, he did spend a lot of time building that thing or, like, Mm I don't know. I think he he would like to be either there where he was building the church or, like, I'm totally spacing out of what happened to his brother or near... Like, like, the final resting place of his brother because he was there, right? Right.
0: Yeah, so he was in the plane when they buried it, um, or sorry, when they burned it, but then last episode, um, his body was missing and, um. Okay,
1: no, no, okay, so. It was like, yeah. I don't make any sense. So yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my thing is that like, I just think it's weird that Locke is like the only reason that Echo is being buried here is because it would make everybody else upset. You know, like we don't need another funeral. I'm like, I guess. But I guess he deserves Echo, dignity in his ex- death. Yeah, I don't like my problem is that like if it was if it had been Claire, would we have taken Claire back to Boone Hill? Exactly. Or would we have not because it would have been a bummer. You know what exactly. I mean? So I don't really like love that um that decision. But I guess I understand why it was made narratively. Mm-hmm yeah it makes sense yeah so Locke is gonna go and bring some shovels and Said won't let him go alone um and (laughs) if I were the others like not uh, if I were Desmond Nikki or Paolo I'd be like so you want me to wait like an hour and just like sit around with this dead body like (laughs) if I was Desmond I'd be like so these two randoms (laughs) and this dead body and you want me to just sit and just wait okay thanks it's like, oh, okay, that's hurtful, actually. Yeah, not really helpful to me. Um, so Saeed asks Locke about Echo's death. They discuss the monster and fate, you know, every conversation with Locke. Yeah. Um, they're going to take a small detour and then go back to camp. Um, so Locke said it was an animal that killed Echo, but Said knows that that's not true. Because um, I think in previous, like, it might have been in season one or something, Saeed had a whole thing about how he always knows when he's being lied to, and he could even see through mm-hmm, Locke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting, because as soon as Said is like, um, I don't think that's true, Locke totally just out and tells him. Well, that's what I think is, like, fascinating, is, like, I think, I think it was a test. Mm-hmm. He was seeing, like, can I lie to Saeed? And Said was like, bitch, no, <laughs> I'm Said. hello? Yeah. I was literally
1: an interrogator. Mm-hmm. I'm the one person you can't lie to. Yeah, I think it, it was also, like, Locke Testing Said, like, to see what he would say when he said the mm-hmm. word. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Did he, he use monster? He uses monster, mm-hmm. right? So, to see, to get a reaction from him. Right. Locke says that everybody else
0: calls it the monster, and Said's like, okay, it's interesting that you don't consider it a monster.
1: Uh-huh, exactly. That he has, like, a, like, a, I don't want to call it, like, like a bitch resting face. Like mm-hmm. He kind of does, though. No, you're totally right.
0: So what killed Echo.
2: Folks back at the beach call it the monster. I don't really have a name for it. You don't believe in monsters. I believe in what I can see. But obviously you have. So why don't you tell me what you think it is? Might be what brought us here. So you believe that this monster decided that Echo was meant to die? I believe Echo died for a reason. I just don't know what it is yet that's why you lie. We're not headed back towards the camp, John? Sure we are. Just need to take a little detour first.
0: Locke's like, do you not believe in the monster? And Saeed says he believes in what he can see. Um, but obviously Locke has seen it. And um, Locke says that he thinks that the monster brought them all here. And I don't want to comment on if that's correct or not. <laughs> spoiler. Um, but he says that he believes that that Echo died for a reason. And um, they are actually going to camp. He wasn't lying about that, but they are going to go somewhere else first. And remind me, do we find out where they went anytime soon? We found out this episode, they went to uh, get his stick. Oh, I didn't know that that's what they were doing.
1: Yeah. Cause later they come back and they said, we went and got your stick. Okay. Yes. And, and Log keeps uh, like, uh, he closes in on on the the writings on the stick, right? He has the yeah, exactly.
0: So, um, lastly in the storyline, uh, Locke and Said are back with the others in Echo's body. Uh, Locke eulogizes him. They went back to get his stick because they wanted to bury him with it. Locke looks down at it, and it seems that there's a message inscribed for John. Hmm. Now it's like not necessarily that Echo wrote it specifically for John. But that it has his name on it, but <laughs> that Locke saw it at the exact right moment and it was fate that he saw it at that time, basically. Hmm, I think he is mistaking coincidence for fate. I think that that's potentially correct, but I
1: think that is also like totally Locke. Yeah, oh, for sure. He's like, um, I'm sorry, is this about me?
0: Let's make it about me,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yes, um, so Locke is eulogizing echo and i really like i noticed this when we were re-watching the episode last night but he says heck instead of hell <laughs> because, because echo's a man of god and i guess he just didn't want to say hell during echo's eulogy and i thought that was really sweet he was like where the heck or like what the heck or something like that it was really cute that's really sweet yeah
1: really considerate of him <laughs> mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So he and Said went to go get the sticks so that they could be buried together. And he says, rest in peace, Mr. Echo, and thank you for helping me find my... And then he gets cut off. So what do you guys think he was going to say? Helping me find my way? Helping me find my purpose? Well, like, if you could guess, what would you think he was trying to say that Echo helped him find?
1: I'm be to- I am think purpose, because he did help mm-hmm. him yeah. guide. Like, like I, I'm totally... Blah, blah. Like he guide him through through in some way, right? Like he helping. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I'm so sorry for this.
0: <laughs> no, it's totally
1: okay. It's fine. I know exactly what you're saying. It yeah. makes sense. Okay, great. <laughs> it's kind of like
0: like Echo became Locke's spiritual advisor in a way. Yes. yes.
1: Like I'm so, not sure how the name of the the Pinocchio. Like he has a cricket. I don't know how do you call him in yeah. English. Jiminy. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. You know who I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. Yep. Awesome.
0: <laughs> so the thing that it says on the stick is lift up your eyes and look north. And it says John 305. And alas, 305 was last episode. This is 306. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but there were some uh, fun facts about it on um, Lostpedia because I don't know anything about Bible verses. And so I went to people who do know on Lostpedia. Um, so... It's interesting because lift up your eyes and look north is not John 305 it's Genesis 1314 and this is what it said on Laspedia about it interestingly this is only a partial quote that misrepresents the scripture and gives a new meaning to the text this adaptation of the text strongly lends itself to the theory that Mr. Echo is writing specifically to John Locke the original scripture leads or the original scripture reads the Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from him lift up your eyes from where you are and look north and south east and west." The omission of the other directions clearly serves the purpose of directing John Locke somewhere. Interesting. So it really was a message meant for him. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know if that was like, like, I guess, I don't know if that's what echo w- was meaning, but definitely that was a message for him. Fascinating. Um, and then, so then I looked up John 305. Um, it says, firstly, it's important to note the non-standardized referencing used here. This should have been written John three five and said it was it was written 305 um the fact that mr echo had has chosen to do otherwise is revealed to be significant perhaps this is meant to symbolize a revelation or a vision from mr echo the people on lost pd are smarter than me they're, so smart. I don't they're smarter than all of us yeah but um if anybody who knows things about bibles uh has more to add please let us know oh yeah the next note that i wrote is just that there are so much on the page on the lostpedia page for echo stick and i don't know things about it uh, like a lot about religion so if you're interested go on lostpedia because there is like like that page is giant to talk about, like, all the things that people have seen on Echo Stick. Okay. So, yeah.
1: That's that storyline. That, I know, I'm, I don't want to bring it back to the 100, but that stick reminds me so much of Clark's, it was her gun, right? At, at the end of season Clark's four. gun. Oh, right. Yes.
0: Yeah. And just, like, remembering yeah. um, the people that right. you love. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's <laughs> that, <Sorry>. that storyline. <laughs> No, 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 no the, we're no, laughing just, the storyline short. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Like, for the past, uh, what was the last episode that, I think it was 304, where there was a Desmond storyline that just had, like, three scenes in it as well. Yeah. Um, they're like, more important things are happening in this episode. Uh, cool. So let's move on to um the island, I guess. Remember when Clark had a gun that was, like, inscribed with, like, the people who who she loved most? And then the show was just like, but we'll never bring that up. Uh, I know. I was just like, what? And those relationships mean nothing. Literally. (sighs) That show. (laughs) Yep. All right. So Kate wakes up to Sawyer throwing rocks. She asks him to get her a fish biscuit, but he seems really despondent about it. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to say that throwing those rocks, it was pretty inconsiderate. Kate is sleeping. But it's so Sawyer do that. Yeah, did he just wake her up to bugger? It's so Sawyer to do that. Like, Yeah, he's so bored. Yeah, exactly. In Alicia's email, she said that it reminded her of Jack sitting in the corner of his cell as well, which I really liked. Yeah, they're both pretty restless, hey? Mm-hmm. She wants a fish biscuit and he's like, okay, and he just doesn't get it for her. <laughs> and then I've got a quote from Evie in the um, commentary, uh, the first of many. Okay. Um, this is what Evie said. We were playing scenes more intimate than anything we'd done on this show before, and yet we had to play them from a physical proximity that was so far away. So we were projecting intimacy across a yard.
1: Oh my god!
0: Which is so, di- which is difficult as an actor, but but really, really interesting visually.
1: Yes, yeah, because they're not only separated by the space between the cages, but also the, like mm-hmm. the the bars as well. Yeah.
0: I like I like that concept that um, even though they seem to be getting closer emotionally, they are not getting any closer physically until this episode. Like when I mean, she's gotten out of her cage before, but, you know, they're, they're a little closer. This- <laughs> yeah, I would say that this is probably <laughs>
1: you can say that for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah um so I really like that um Jack checks out Ben's x-rays and paperwork he tells Ben how close he is to being inoperable Ben is ready to go into surgery whenever but Jack isn't actually planning on doing it (laughs) He's like, oh that's awkward I wasn't Mm." um yeah he asks if Juliet took the blood test and Juliet made the notations and she said that she did so that means he knows that he can trust not necessarily the others but he can trust what the page says yeah it's it's real hard data for like the first time yeah um, the x-rays are a week old and they probably took him, them right after he got back from the hatch which I realized that meant that he knew that he had cancer when he was in the hatch the entire time yeah like and he didn't let himself get caught he was getting tortured by Saeed as a man with cancer mm-hmm. which I think is
1: crazy he he annoys me a lot but uh <laughs> yeah like he knew like he was gonna get Like, I I feel like he knew he was going to get better, you know, like he doesn't make a move without like, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he had faith in the island for sure. Thinking about it like a thousand times Mm -hmm. um so he says he's borderline
0: inoperable and he asks if the operating room is like good to go and fully equipped and they said yeah and i'm like okay are we forgetting like a couple episodes ago when the crash cart was just not working and the defibrillator was just (laughs) not working like fully equipped fully equipped except for that stuff like what else is broken (laughs) i'm just a little worried about that
1: i didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) that will make A really interesting surgery for sure. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. They'd be like scalpel and they'd be like, huh? (laughs) Sorry, ours is it's too dull. You'd be like, you have anesthetic, right? And they're like, What? What? I just
1: have this knife. (laughs) Can you work with this? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Good luck. You're a really good spinal surgeon, right? (laughs) Can you do this with a butter knife? A butter knife (laughs) Just wondering. No? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so he says you need to be in surgery yesterday which kind of reminds me it might be a little bit of a parallel to the season one like near the end of season one when um dr arst was like uh they were like okay arst when do we need to be out on the water with our raft to like um stay away from typhoon season and hurricane season and arst says yesterday Mm -hmm. yeah so that kind of felt like a little bit of a parallel potentially i like that ben says okay yep i'm totally ready to do it and jack's like oh (laughs) i just wanted to give you the information uh no (laughs) (laughs) like i just kind of wanted to see what would happen when i told you that you were gonna die yeah and And this is how it's gonna happen lol you're Um, lying (laughs) he says you like you promise." to let me go afterwards but I don't trust you so no exactly and you know then the next question is well what changes later because he does trust them to let him go later and the thing that changes is that he sees Sawyer and Kate yep Yep. Yep. so he says he doesn't trust Juliet either and um he knows that either way if he kills Ben like Juliet asked him to last episode he'll still be in big trouble and he just he doesn't trust Juliet to save him there's he's literally between a rock and a hard place there's no saving him at this point Mm -hmm. so it's like okay so what do i do yeah save the other two juliet tries to convince him but not even juliet can convince him also because (laughs) because last episode ben was like hey didn't you notice that your entire relationship with juliet is manufactured and now he's like okay well you just ruined my trust with juliet but good job (laughs) yeah like you want me to trust her but also you told me not to trust her so which is it bud yeah
2: (laughs) all right then whatever you need it's yours I'm ready. (laughs) No, I think you misunderstood me. I didn't say I was gonna do it. I just wanted you to understand how you're gonna die.
0: (laughs) You think I believe you people? You think I trust you that I'm gonna just do the surgery and hope that you let me go? Jack! So Ben is very disappointed about that, and Jack's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay, oh my god, my I didn't, bad. I didn't mean to make you upset." Um, and this is my favorite line award for the episode is when Jack goes, "Okay, well, at least you don't have to be disappointed for very long because you're gonna die soon." <laughs> I I really love early season three Jack.
1: He's really sassy. I think I've talked about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, like, I think I've said this already, but like when he's sassy against like characters that I think are that I like and that I don't think deserve the sass that I'm like Jack stop being a (laughs) douchebag but when he's like being mean to like Ben I'm like get her Jade exactly yeah um I just love that line so I had to choose that one even though there is another line in this episode that's just as iconic well there's several iconic lines in this episode all right
1: including Kate
0: damn it run and taco night (laughs) I don't do taco taco night night.
1: I have a I have a question with taco night but Continue.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can we do taco night? Like I, I don't. We do do taco night frequently. I can't relate to being like I don't want to do taco night.
1: (laughs) Is it? Is it really a thing? Taco night. Oh yeah. Taco night. Yeah. It just it blows my mind that that it's a thing. I don't know why. I. Why do you make tacos up? Like Taco Tuesday. Just beef and what? I. It's like a
0: phenomenon, especially in America. They'll have like what Robin just said, which is Taco Tuesday, which is like. There'll be like specials where you do nothing but eat tacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
1: just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I know a lot of people from America is, are going to listen to this. And it's just it's so stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's so interesting to to like hear from people around the world like we have on this podcast. And I think that's so cool. It's just- and also like I think it's totally fair to think it's stupid because mm-hmm. it is like a bastardization of like food like
1: from where you live yeah. <laughs> and where you're from, yeah, I know. Because I mean, I eat tacos with everything, like, yeah. like you don't need to like, I don't know. It's it's just I find it so weird that it's a thing because it's not on just just on this show. It's like on multiple shows and on TVs and movies and everywhere. And I just mm-hmm. it's just weird. <laughs> I think it's very fair to find that weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that could be equivalent for just, like, basic white women like us. Uh, <laughs> what's, like, a good equivalent? Oh, my God. You're like, what? Pumpkin spice season? No, 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 no. There's, like, uh, meatloaf. Meatloaf? Yeah. Meatloaf? meatloaf. My mom would have, like, meatloaf night. and She would love preparing meatloaf. Oh, my mom makes a lot of casseroles. Oh, ca- oh, casseroles for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty white.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm trying to think about what I actually eat for dinner uh yeah but it's basically it's just gonna sound like a cliche but i really do eat tacos at least three or four nights a week
0: well, there you i go. love your life so much
1: if it's not tacos it's quesadillas which is almost right. the same thing but it's just i don't know <laughs> it's just it's so weird for me to to find like a special night to eat tacos when here you eat tacos for <laughs> breakfast or lunch or dinner or yeah. whatever. Yes.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: I would say that it's definitely exclusively, I would say, a dinner
0: food. Yeah. For
1: sure, here. Okay. Lunch if you feel like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. It, which is confusing for me because dinner for you guys is like the heavier meal and it's like the last yeah. meal of the day. Yeah. Which here, the heavier meal is lunch. So interesting and then supper is like more of like a snack exactly like like a oh. like a, i don't it's just so weird because i would say like a lighter snack and it's like i'm taking like a couple of tacos that's light for me
0: right oh sure yeah, yeah. that actually sounds more efficient mm-hmm. like for your digestion yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i don't know it's just weird and when i'm when i'm in the states or or even in canada with the few times i've been there like, yeah, because I go with so, so little money. I just eat like, like, so like, a, like a tiny bits through the day. So it's just mm-hmm. the concept of breakfast, lunch and dinner doesn't exist. That's so cool. Also, like, that's fair because everything here is stupidly expensive. Oh, my God. And don't get me started on that because, uh yeah, yeah I have to say, yeah. like, for unity days, I have to say like a year for me to go in a way, that was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't yeah. stay at the the Pinnacle Hotel because it was crazy expensive. Right. Ugh, Vancouver's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's so <laughs> lovely there. I, I really, really enjoy the, the couple of times I've been there. I just, I love the mm-hmm. weather there. <sighs> yeah.
0: It's pretty rainy right now. <laughs> I prefer this to where we come from, though, because where we come from it's is, like,
1: snow everywhere.
0: Minus 40, like, winters. Mm-hmm.
1: I've never seen snow before, so uh, just the concept of, ah! of cold is crazy for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would- wouldn't recommend snow, just yeah. for the record. <laughs> I don't care for it, personally. No. Well, whatever... Probably I'm just excited about it because I've never seen it. only like from far away. And when I was Mm. in Boston a couple of years ago, I was like, okay, that. The pronostic says that it's going to snow, but it snowed like a day before I got there. So all I got was Uh, ice. Slush? Yes. Not not even slush Uh. because I I had to go and touch it, right? And it was just Mm -hmm. ice because it was all Uh, sort of melted and then put together again. It melted and refroze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. it was not fun. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, hopefully when this craziness <laughs> passes, I'll... Yeah, one day. I'll see snow for the first time. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Should we go back on track? <laughs> all right.
0: Yeah. I- <laughs> Let's go back in. All of us yeah. are, like, really distracted. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: it all started on Taco Night.
0: so uh so danny shows up and says that kate has to go to work now but sawyer doesn't and kate refuses to go without sawyer so now they both have to
1: work thanks kate so
0: yeah, thanks so much. Um, so basically, the the scene before this one is flashbacks, and she's you know telling Kevin that she loves him, and he's telling her that <clears throat> that he loves her. And so I'm like, oh, are these flashbacks because she loves Sawyer <laughs> and is remembering the last time that she was in love? I'm just gonna just let me have this, you, you know, know? I that? can. You
1: can have mm-hmm. this.
0: However, yeah. I think that's valid. I think that totally. Sawyer is very different from Kevin. I I think. <sighs> Kevin is more like Jack because they both have like jobs like that, you know, jobs that people make procedural television about. <laughs> That's very fair. <laughs> but he's also he's also a lot less like jack because jack is so angsty and it seems like kevin's just real wholesome you know so it's like i wonder who who kate is like it's just interesting that her type was kevin enough to marry him and now her other two love interests are sawyer and jack who are both quite different from kevin I would say Sawyer is much more different from Kevin than Jack is. Yeah,
1: I think it, like, Sawyer and Jack are, like, the opposites of each other, and Kevin just lands in the middle, middle, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, and and (laughs) I don't think, like, she settles, kind of, because she's been on the run for so long, and she finds someone who was grounded and who was stable, Mm -hmm. and I don't like the world settle, but
0: yeah. yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean, though. Yeah,
1: yeah I think it's interesting
0: because uh, we've talked uh, before about, um, like, the concept of Jack and Sawyer and what Kate wants from her life and what she is actually, like, who she actually is. And I think Evangeline Lilly, uh like, talks about that a little bit in the commentary, and I think I pulled something out like that, but it's just interesting that, like, if she sees... Jack as an ideal and Sawyer as more of something that she already has. Like, where does Kevin fall? I feel like Kevin is just like, because she had a taste of something that Jack could potentially give her and she didn't like it. Exactly. She said she doesn't want to be a housewife, she doesn't want to be normal. Mm -hmm. She. That's why I think if you were going to, like, pit the ships against each other, Skate is more complementary in sort of what Kate craves. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Skate is what Kate needs. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. I agree. Yes, Depends mm-hmm. on where she is. Because on the yeah. island, Skate could kind of work. Yeah. But off the island, they would be, they'd destroy each other. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. Yes, totally.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, So Kate has to work, but Sawyer doesn't. And the reason why they're being separated is because Danny is fully just going to kill Sawyer (laughs) and And he's not very subtle about it he's not so Kate like refuses to let him go um but Sawyer doesn't seem to care that much because what because he knows that there's no way to escape I don't know but he's being really like melancholy I think that he kind of doesn't think that it'll happen he's mm-hmm. like I'm, they're not actually gonna kill me they need me and i'm right. like oh buddy you're an idiot well it's just weird also that danny seems so chill about it like it seems like he's trying to like put kate off the trail he's like well yeah he just has a day
1: off oh yeah he's he, he's he's been like a little kid like you know with the whole throwing rocks against the thing yeah. and yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna do that because you're telling me to do it, but I don't want to, Mm -hmm. you know? He's, like, doing, like, a mini tantrum of some sort of... Yeah, and, like, Danny's like, what? This is a good thing. It's nice for him that he gets the day off. Exactly. Oh,
0: my God, it totally is a mini tantrum. So she says that he breaks the rocks and she hauls them. But it's weird because in Glass Ballerina, it was the opposite. (laughs) Like she, she's the, like, she's the one who breaks the rocks and he's the one who is hauling them in Glass Ballerina, but whatever. Um, she, I mean, (laughs) now basically they both have to work. So Sawyer's like, thanks. I mean, if you're going to put them by (laughs) Jolene
1: Lily in a Mm -hmm. sleeveless shirt, I'm fine with it. Whatever she's doing. Yeah. Then
0: you know what? That is okay. Yeah. You know what? Just make it
1: happen. It's cool. Yeah,
0: exactly so they work at the quarry and an alarm goes off for a compound breach Alex tries to break them out she shows up wielding her slingshot and demands to know where Carl is as she's being escorted away she tells Kate that Sawyer is going to be killed like Carl was
1: Yikes! I I know it's like a a really serious scene but I, I I find it really funny the first time I saw it when she came all like being a badass with just like a th- yeah i don't know how you say it i don't know how you call that thing she has i know the name slingshot. slingshot okay okay because i know the name is spanish but i'm not gonna say that so i, right. I thought it was really really funny like here take me seriously i'm just gonna throw a rocket at you this is the only weapon i know how exactly, to use exactly
0: yeah wait what's the name in spanish uh, resortera which ah that sounds so much better <laughs> What, how do you say the name was? It's a sling, slingshot. Yeah, slingshot. Okay. So basically, like it's shooting something, and then it's sling th-
1: in a sling. Okay, yeah, in yeah.
0: a sling. So like the thing that like comes back. Yeah. Is that kind of how it works in in Spanish? That's like two words put together.
1: Uh, sort of. Because uh-huh. because if you translate the the word is. I'm trying to think. Wait, what is the thing that mattress have inside? How how do how do you call that? Strings? Uh spring, oh, spring. Okay, yeah. Basically, yeah. that's like the like the translation of it. So it, that's
0: that totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. All right, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so they've got this
0: giant bonfire. It's already so hot already, so I don't know why they're doing this. Um, but Evie <laughs> Evie said in the commentary that she actually burned her shoulder doing this. Cool. I don't know why she kept doing this, but she was like, I have to use the same stick every time. So she would put the stick in the fire and then she would take the stick out of the fire and put it back on her shoulder. Oh. Why? It was just on fire, but okay. I also don't know why they're burning wood, like the others. Yeah. What do they need that for? Is it just in the way? So they need to get rid of it? I don't know. I guess. But here's a here's another quote from Evie um, in the commentary. She said, I love the contrast between the two stories because every element of them is completely opposite to the others. So when Kate is with her husband in the flashbacks, she wants it so badly, and yet she knows she can't have it. And yet with Sawyer, she so desperately doesn't want to go there, doesn't want that thing to happen. She can't seem to stop it from happening because there's this momentum and this chemistry between them that she can't really help. And I'm like, you know what? You're speaking my language. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really love that. Thank you. So she's saying, like, basically that the Flash is who she wants to be, and the island is, like, who she actually is. Yeah. And it just sucks because the Flash is who she wants to be. She becomes that, but then she doesn't like it. Well, because it's, like, she craves normalcy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you don't get normalcy when you kill your dad. no yeah sorry that sums that up perfectly yeah (laughs) like was he a bad guy yes but still don't so there's a compound breach and um everybody starts being like where is she where is she so that means that they know that it's alex already so i guess she does this a lot (laughs) they're
1: like oh it's alex again they're waiting for her
0: yeah they're like oh god get
1: up come on get up go alex alex what the hell do you think you're doing what, you gonna shoot me? You know you're not supposed to be here, so let's just call What did you down? do to him, Danny? Where is he? I wanna talk to Ben.
2: Sure. That sounds like a great idea. So why don't we just lower a little Where
0: sling? Where is he? Tell me! No, no! Get off of me!
2: Get her out of here! What are you doing? Get her out of here!
0: Put me down! Listen, whatever they say, don't believe them! They're gonna kill your boyfriend just like they killed mine! So Danny says, did the doctor get out again? And I thought that was kind of weird because I was like, what is, what is get out? Because he always seems to be let out. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Like until later this episode, like except for in 301 when he like attacks Julia and kind of gets out, but he doesn't get very far. So I don't really know. I don't really understand the line. Did the doctor get out again? Because every time that he gets out, it's because they let him out and they're bringing him places. So sure. Whatever. interesting so alex is trying to break skate out and he, she's hitting people with rocks and knows that danny won't shoot her and um we have thoughts on that in the spoiler section because yes. she says that she wants to talk to ben and um i don't know why she can't just go talk to him we'll have to talk about that later yeah So then it's like did alex ask about me and it's like boy if you two had communicated
1: yeah <laughs> hmm. please can you talk to each other
0: yeah so she's looking for carl and you know that she's looking for carl because she asked about him in glass ballerina and basically says that they're gonna kill sawyer just like they did for carl and we like see kate's face and she's like oh no and then we swerve over to sawyer's face and he basically looks like oh that sucks just like out here posed like a infant portrait anyway <laughs> I love that moment. I <laughs> um, so Kate sees Juliet and Danny discussing things. Juliet approaches Kate and asks her to put on the hood. She needs to help, or Sawyer will be killed, and Kate agrees. So once again, Kate is breaking up the rocks. So this girl does not know her own job <laughs> because earlier she was like, I haul the rocks. And I'm like, You're breaking you break you broke the rocks before and you're breaking the rocks now. So what do you so think? So what is, going is on your here? job here, madam? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like so is Sawyer at this time, but still. Um my next note was just that someone needs to get Kate a hair tie. Because she's sweating, she's doing really hard work, and she's constantly just trying to get her hair out of her face. This girl needs a hair tie. It's true. Oh my god, I hate when
1: shows do that. Like, when you mm. know it's hot, when you know she's uncomfortable, and she still has to hit, get her hair down because... It's a TV show. Mm-hmm. it's like Ugh. she's like, don't you see my voluminous
0: hair? Exactly. Like, it's like, does her looking beautiful really mean that she has to be tortured this entire time? Exactly, yeah. Like, here's my thing: is that like, I know obviously Kate is uncomfortable, but I feel like that's probably also com- uncomfortable for Evie, who's probably like, can I just put my hair up, please? Exactly. Yeah. But after she does like one take with her hair down, she has to do every take with her hair down. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So Pickett says to Juliet, "It's supposed to be two weeks," and Juliet says that it's coming from Ben where she says he's coming from him, but we know she's talking about Ben. So basically, Ben is ordering them to try and kill Sawyer to get Kate to get Jack to do the surgery. Okay. And Pickett says it's supposed to be two weeks. So I guess like, I wonder if it's already been two weeks and he's like, I should be able to kill Sawyer right now. <laughs> or is he saying like, it hasn't been two weeks yet. Don't we have to wait till two weeks? I'm not sure. I could probably look it up, but it, pro- it does not matter that much. So Juliet comes over to Kate, tries to be really polite to her. And Danny is basically gonna kill Sawyer if you don't help. And so Kate is like, fine, I'll do it. And her putting on the hood is supposed to be a parallel to the veil um, in the flashbacks. I like that. So Kate is brought to see Jack she tells him what they've been up to and that he needs to do the surgery. Jack assumes that they tortured her to get her to convince him but in reality she's just trying to save Sawyer's life. Um, Jack asks for Kate to be taken out of there and another one of Ben's schemes is thwarted. And so he has to try again later in which he shows Jack like before he's like, Hey, I'm bringing in Kate to get you to do something. She's upset about Sawyer. So you can tell that she's in love with Sawyer. Does that bother you enough for you to come (laughs) do the surgery? And then later he's like, Oh, it doesn't bother you enough. How about you see them actually post sex? Now are you upset? And Jack's like, yes. (laughs) Thanks a lot. I am upset now. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much for being mean to me. I appreciate it.
0: Again, yeah, like, I bet you if Ben had tried honesty even once, mm-hmm. he would have been more successful. That's the thing is, I think last episode, he he was as honest as he possibly could be. And at that point, he had been dishonest for so long that Jack... Just wasn't interested in listening to it. Yeah. I think potentially if he had been honest from the start, then it could have worked. But like there's no convincing him now at this point. You know, he yeah, had to be right. super manipulative. Yeah. Um, so they touched the glass, and Evie um had another thought in the commentary. She said, the cages are a clear barrier, but the glass is invisible and it distorts things and it gives you an implied sense of intimacy that isn't actually there. Yeah. Oh. So first of all, like the cages, they're not close to each other, but they're like they but the they're still figuring it out and then with Jack they are right next to each other but they're this barrier in between them is distorting things so they might as well not be there at all exactly and so then you're like wow that's already a great point and then she goes on that's totally the story of Kate's life with anyone she tries to get close to even including her mother which is so tragic that she doesn't seem to ever really be able to connect or be the one or be one with other human beings I think she's a really a tortured soul because of that
1: no. and I'm like geez Evie how much
0: how much thought did you put into it before you came onto this uh commentary that I,
1: was a lot of what it was I know I appreciate that yeah yeah it makes it makes a lot of sense for his for her whole storyline and like here we are putting all of this
0: thought into this show and into these characters and it's just nice to hear that all of it was done on purpose yeah. and that we weren't we're not putting too much thought into it
1: yes it makes that, the whole experience of the show like much much greater does that have, does yeah that sense? exactly it, it wasn't an accident exactly yeah so juliet
0: just has to like stand there awkwardly and jack's like can you go <laughs> and juliet's like oh tr- sure yeah true bye but they have surveillance off, so <laughs> i guess it doesn't matter kate tells him that they're both doing okay and they're together in the cages um last night when we were re-watching uh it was me and britney and then also sam was watching with us and sh- we said oh yeah sawyer's also in a cage and sam was like oh sawyer is in so many cages. <laughs> He's in many cages in many ways. Yep. But I think that potentially hearing, oh, we're in a cage is probably worse in Jack's mind, you know? Because their cages are actually pretty large. But, like, if somebody said, oh, I'm being kept in a cage, I'm thinking, like, we all watched The 100 in Mount Weather. Tiny baby cage. Like, Monty and Harper were in season two were put in those cages and like an echo and Bellamy and they like couldn't couldn't even stand up
1: but I think it is it's like, Mm-mm,
0: you know, and so I, I wonder if that's what Jack thought it was
1: like wars in a way as well because they are out in the open. I mean, they have, mm-hmm. they have no protection against the weather. Which I guess right, is only random. rain, but still, like, it it has to be, like, the purpose of po- putting them in there, right? And not protection right. against the weather and all. Well, you're right also, like, I mean, they're in giant
0: metal cages. It seems like maybe if lightning occurred, bad things would happen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So I really like the use of reflection in this scene because of the glass. I wanted to give props to the director of photography for this episode because of the reflections. I thought it was really cool. They've been put to work, but they don't know what they're working on. I know what they're working on and we can talk about that in the spoiler section. So he asks, did they hurt you? And she just starts to cry, which obviously is an answer in itself. And obviously, you know, we've mostly seen them hurt Sawyer. We haven't really seen her get hurt She's really just been roughed up a little bit, but it seemed like something really bad happened during 301 that we didn't get to see.
1: I think it's, I think it's like, uh it's sort of like a trope with like, with female characters that are supposed to be like these amazing women, super strong, but like mm-hmm. with someone who they are close to, they break down. I think there's mm-hmm. like, so much has happened to Kate, not only in season three, but all the other tea seasons that she just she just breaks because she knows mm-hmm. she doesn't know she's being watched so she's she's just with jack so i think she just just let everything go right and she she must be so she's so relieved to see him exactly yes
0: that like she's just filled with emotion about mm-hmm. it and and it's not even that she's been like hurt physically like it's just, it's been mentally draining obviously yeah. of course
1: exactly yes
0: I think that she did get like a hurt a little bit but probably not in the way that Jack thinks like a lot of the things that Kate's saying we know what the truth is yep. but Jack is hearing it for the first time and so he's automatically thinking it's worse than it is so when he hears cages he probably thinks they're smaller than they are And when he says, did they hurt you? And she just starts crying. He thinks my girlfriend's being tortured. (laughs) Yep. yep. I'm very angry when in reality, she's just being kept in a cage, which is also bad, but probably not as bad as he thinks.
2: Kate, hey. Hey, it's going to be all right. It's
0: good. Doug, you have to do it. What? This thing that they told you to do, this operation. She said that if you do
2: it, then that they would... What did they do to you? What did they do to you?
0: Nothing. How did they get you to ask me? What did they offer you? Nothing. Then what are you doing here? They're going to
1: kill Sawyer. (laughs) God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but she said that if you do it, and if you do it soon, they'll let us go. And you believe them.
0: And so she's like, oh, you have to do the surgery. And he thinks that she was tortured to get her to tell him that. Um, And she says the only reason why she's doing it is because if he doesn't do it, they'll kill Sawyer. And Jack's like, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, Jack does not have a normal reaction to that. Mm -hmm. And so they say that they're going to let them go if he does the surgery. And he's like, and you seriously like believe them? And she says, I don't have a choice but to believe them. What other choice do I have? Just let them kill Sawyer? Cool, what a great choice. (laughs) Like that's my only option is, either lose Sawyer and stay in a cage or keep Sawyer and hope that they let us go. Yeah. And at, if they don't let us go, at least I'm, at least I'm not, at least he's not dead. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So Jack says that the conversation is over and Ben calls for her to be taken out. And I really love this because he looks so sickly this episode. Yeah. Once you pointed that out, I couldn't unsee it. Yeah. It's interesting because like, I don't know if he's looked that Thick yet but now that since i think it was last episode that it was like officially revealed that it was ben's x-rays and it was yeah i think it was last episode yep. that he's the one who has cancer they've taken a hard left into cancer patient yeah 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 i didn't notice it until i started like looking under his eyes and i was like oh okay those are more like sunken in than usual yeah because <laughs> michael emerson has very deep set eyes yeah
1: and and he looks like I don't know what's the word, but he looks pale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you say when you look more pale? Just more pale. <laughs> that sounds weird. Like pale.
0: no, that's right. But I think like you're looking for something like I don't know, like pallid or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, pale is good. Okay. Yeah, great. pale. Totally makes he looks pale. Yeah, and he looks kind of yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Kate is back in her cage, and Sawyer gets back and gets like roughed up by Danny again. So Kate gets back in her cage, but Sawyer isn't back yet, and she thinks that he's already been taken away and yep. killed, basically. And it's weird because Juliet shows up and starts asking Kate about her feelings for Sawyer, and I don't really know why she did that, other than oh yeah, trying to make her more upset. I'm not sure, or like trying to fake her out that Sawyer is actually dead or something. I'm not really sure what what that was about. Um, But she's like, I'm sorry you couldn't help Kate, which is like, oh God, oh no. And, but then he shows up. Hmm. So Danny hits him and Juliet tries to stop him. And he says that if he wants to say anything to Kate, he should say it tonight because he's going to kill him tomorrow. And like, thanks for the heads up, I guess. Yeah, like, great. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thanks for the hot tip. Yeah. So Kate's like, okay, so this is the night. (laughs) (laughs) If I want to, if I want to do it, uh, I gotta do it today. (laughs) We're gonna smash. We have
1: to smash tonight. Yeah. Oh my god, I cannot believe I thought about high school musical a song of high school musical and robin Uh you're gonna know which song yeah yeah it's from the last movie this Uh is a night we can yeah uh, yeah 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 yeah. night to remember yeah yeah. okay
0: yeah (laughs) big fun all right yeah oh my god (laughs)
2: sorry (laughs) you guys are
0: so funny So I love this moment because then Sawyer gets back in his cage and he goes, "And how was your day, honey?" Which is really nice. Um, and also, I just wanted to say as a parallel, um, a very husband-like quote to say. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So I have another um, quote from Evie, but then Josh and Carlton also come in um, in for this one. So oh, okay. Maybe I'll will put in the clip for this one. Okay. But obviously, I can't play the clip. For you, So I'm <laughs> it's okay. read okay, it so- out. But I'm gonna put the clip in the. Paint podcast. me a word picture. Sure.
1: There's, there's the cliche of the triangle, but then there's the the reality and sort of the the fact that this woman actually loves two different men. It's not just that she decides to cheat on one or she has, you know, she lusts after one and loves the other. I really believe she loves both of these men for different reasons. And I've really done a lot of searching to find how to play those two things without them being the same. Because yeah. you can't play your love for one person the same way you play your love for another person.
0: Ooh. I really like that because, um, like... It's, it's probably hard to do a love triangle and it's great that she considers the fact that her love for Jack and her love for Sawyer cannot be the same. It's very different. And I really liked that because, um, if they were just the same, then the decision would be harder. Yeah. but because they're different, the decision is more interesting.
1: I I completely yeah agree. I, I agree and I I like that she acknowledged that both of them you know that she doesn't mm-hmm. make any any one of the other less like mm-hmm. she they they have the same importance for her
0: exactly and I I just think it's interesting because if if they were the same then she'd be like okay I just have to pick one let's just pick uh, I don't know which one is hotter you know yeah. and, and it wouldn't which it wouldn't one is matter. Hotter? but because she's pulled in two different directions because of like i don't know the the they're they're so different that instead of being like okay well whichever one i choose i basically get the same thing it's choosing between two different like parts of your life yeah. and parts yeah. of your mind which is really interesting
2: and it's interesting because we're kind of two halves of the same type of person which makes us Jack and i naturally connected mm. It's a love-hate thing. We can't help but be intrigued by the other one because we're the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. But our core, I believe, is probably the same.
0: Interesting, and I totally agree. They're they're so different, but but truly they're kind of they're very similar yeah, yeah. as well. Which reminds me of like you know in Gryffindor and Slytherin, the line is very is yeah, it's so small and easily crossable. Exactly, and so I think I think it's like that. Yeah, like what's the, what's the I think what separates you is the motivation. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like even though their lives have been so different up to now, the like he said, the core of who they are is similar precisely yeah Yeah, i mean i think yeah because they're they're sort of uh you know kind of good and bad qualities in both guys and and each guy is sort of capable of you know heroism but also of you know you know has his failings yeah um which i totally agree with because you know you think of jack as the good guy and sawyer as the bad guy right or like the bad boy i Mm -hmm. guess yeah um but jack has a lot of negative qualities and all of those are on purpose, but he does. And Sawyer has a lot of good qualities and that's on purpose. I think later I have a quote Sawyer from- is the epitome of an antihero. Yes. Exactly, and later i think carlton i have a quote from carlton later about this i think think i i I can probably just um paraphrase it here but basically um he said that they did after season one they did like tests to ask people who their favorite characters were and how they felt about each of the characters Mm -hmm. um which is important to know when you're writing a television show and sawyer was at the bottom (gasps) in season one nobody liked him and by the time they got to season three sawyer was at the top that makes sense yeah it makes sense totally makes sense and and I think that that was the problem is that you know Jack has good things about him and bad things about him and for a while there the only good thing about Sawyer was that he was funny and hot and that wasn't good enough for a lot of people and now he has more he just has more dimension now yeah yeah how fascinating yeah okay um okay so Kate tells Sawyer what Ben needs and how Jack won't do it Sawyer agrees with Jack Kate gets out of her cage and breaks Sawyer out of his they're gonna run Sawyer finally tells her that they're not on the same island and he was never going to tell her so that she would have hope. She kisses him and they do the do. (laughs) I'm like, honey, listen. This was not a healthy thing that he did to you. Yeah. Just for the record.
1: Mm-hmm. and so comfortable like
0: I understand where he's coming from but like in the long run no that was not his call to make on her behalf like yeah. that's what I think that's what bugs me mm-hmm. so she tells Sawyer about the surgery and um, Kate knows Ben in uh, in 301 they like met for breakfast and everything um, but Sawyer didn't know and I really appreciate that they remembered that Sawyer didn't know who Ben was you know they oh, had the part he, where she yeah. she talks about Ben and he goes who <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciated that he that they remembered that he didn't know who Ben was was. So, um, in the commentary, Josh complained that Sawyer shot the polar bear in the pilot, but then after that, he can't shoot anything. She says he oh, sh- yeah! He shoots the pilot, the pilot, and then, like, even, or sorry, he shoots the polar bear in the pilot, but then, even in 103, he can't shoot the Marshall straight, and he just, he can't get anything right after that. You know, he tries to shoot the people on the, like, after the raft. He, he can't do anything. And Josh is like, what is that about? And Carlton's like, Josh, that's how we decided to make it so you need glasses. He says, he's farsighted. He can't see far away. He can't see the things he's shooting up close. And Josh didn't even know that. Josh was like, I think it's weird that I can't shoot. And Carlton's like, we thought of that, you dummy. (laughs) Other showrunners are quaking. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, we noticed that you're a crappy shoot now. So we made it so that you need glasses. (laughs) Oh my God. Bless his heart though,
1: where he was like, oh,
0: God, (laughs) I am actor.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I love that, that even him having glasses was like a, like a thing. They thought about it.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Sawyer believes that Jack's decision is really smart. And um, Kate was like, well, I told him to, to like save your life. And I don't know. Sawyer is just this at least the first bit of this episode he's so like just let it happen you know he's he's given up which doesn't feel like him and i think that's something that kate said um in 304 she was like the fact that you're giving up and that you're not fighting is like the scariest thing because i know you to be a fighter so he tells her about the other island and oh this is exactly what i was looking for carlton said in season one they did a likability test was on the bottom, and then by this season he was near the top. And so it's cool how you can change people's perspective perceptions of King. Him. Um so she calls him James because she finally learned that's what his name was. <laughs> um and he says there's no place to go, and he tells her about the other island, and he he says that it's like Alcatraz, which I think is really cool because that's how Ben explained it in th- at the end of 304. He said like Alcatraz, so I think it's cool that he's using Ben's words. Oh, I, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't going to tell her so that she would believe that they had a chance. And she, Brittany doesn't like that. No. But my next question is, did Kate think that that was nice? Because she immediately kisses him after that. I think she did. She, like, was it just a heat of the moment thing? Because they were finally close to each other after having been so far away from each other for a while? Or like, did she think that that was romantic? I think she thought it was romantic.
1: I think that he wanted her to have hope. Yeah. I think she she just like I, I don't know how to explain it. Um like she just like maybe kisses him with care kissing him makes him react. Like she's mm-hmm. so oh. so she noticed that he's like given up slowly and now maybe mm-hmm. when she's kissing him he reacts and starts fighting. because right.
0: of Maybe them. he would remember what he was fighting for.
1: Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's a good point. So she's basically
0: kissing him because she thinks that he's going to die and not only is it for him but this is her last chance to get with this guy that she really loves. <laughs> you know? So like not is it just for him but also like this is probably something that she's been thinking about. They've been on the island for like three months. She's probably been thinking about it for three months, you oh know. And God. this is her last opportunity, so she's gonna do it. She's like, I, "This is my last chance to smash." Now <laughs> we do not get word consent, but we get eye consent. Yeah. I so I guess it's okay. I think they were on the same page. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that works. Um, this is like one of only a few like really explicit sort of like sex scenes. There's another one this season at least in 309 but like those were the only two that I ever think about when Sawyer slept with Ana Lucia like it's something where they just like start making out and then they cut away fade to black yeah. yeah so this is one of only a few in which like we get more than we usually would on this show I think probably because there was such a build-up to it oh people were waiting for yeah. sure I was waiting <laughs> <laughs> so afterward um Kate and Sawyer are cuddling and he asks her if she actually just said that she loved him before before to stop Danny or if she actually does love him because in 304 she said no 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 I love him don't don't hurt him and then later she's like I only said that because so he would stop hitting you oh yeah and I was like you're a liar (laughs) you love him (laughs) but he he asks um and she doesn't say so but she just kisses him so he takes that as a yes and um he says it back and it's pretty wholesome it it honestly is really sweet
1: it is cute it is cute
0: Hmm. um in alicia's email she said that they both feel safe in the embrace even though they're in a cage and are hostages so it's like finally a moment to feel safe in such an unsafe environment okay wholesome Mm -hmm. wholesome yeah um so was she actually lying and it's interesting she can't bring herself to say it out loud so she just kisses him and he just takes it the right way I think because the last person she told she was lying to. Mm -hmm. So it's like those words for her are very difficult and it's easier for her to just like show it. Are you talking about Kevin? Uh, Yes. Well, I think she did love Kevin. She married him. Yeah. But she was also lying to him at the same time. Oh, she was lying to him a lot about, about a lot of things, but I don't know if she was lying. Okay. I understand. I was like, I don't think she was lying about the, about loving him. No. But I agree. Yeah. She was lying to him a lot about other things. And she, she's so honest with Sawyer. Exactly. Yeah. So this is like the first time really that she's been in love with somebody who she's been completely honest with and completely mm-hmm. open with. Oh, what a great episode for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says that he loves her as well. And this reminded me in 116, which is one of my favorite episodes um, during the I never seen. Sawyer says, uh, I never been in love. And um, Kate said that she has been, that she had been in love. She drank for being in love, but he said he's never been in love. And I'm not saying that he's saying that he's in love with her here, but he is saying something. I you think know? he's saying he's in love with her. Bro, then that's his first love. Hello? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hello? There's like, no way he's not saying that. The only other time we've heard him say I love you up to this point was to Cassidy, who he was fully conning. Yeah, yeah he was lying. So yeah. But I thought it was interesting that she, that he was able to say it and she isn't. Yeah. I've got another long <laughs> quote from Evie, but it's worth it because she just, she's so smart in this commentary. I recommend listening to it. Um, All right. She said, I was actually really surprised and really pleased with the writing when I read that there was this post coital scene because I felt like for it to be really clear that Kate and Sawyer didn't just have a weak moment of lust where they gave into their desires, but they actually had physically realized something that was inside of them emotionally. Ooh. I thought this scene provided that and it supported what we we're trying to show in the previous cage scene it was really nice to read it and feel like they were honoring the emotion again in contrast to the flashback where she's got this man who's doing the exact opposite he's really really heartfelt and intense and intimate about the way he'll look her in the eye and say i love you monica really sort of what you imagine the traditional idea of falling in love with someone being like and then here on the island she's got a guy who's kind of throwing it out there flippantly while she's not even looking at him and it seems to mean so much more
1: The amount of thought that this lady has put into it.
0: And you know what? That's her job. But I'm just impressed that she's able to put it into words like that. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I don't even have anything to add. I'm like, she
1: got it. (laughs) No, no, I'm like... Agree.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Jack gets woken up by- Oh boy, poor Jack. Oh, Jack. Oh. Jack gets woken up by the intercom malfunctioning again and finds that the door to his cell is unlocked. He finds the security room, gets a gun, and sees Sawyer and Kate post in the cages. Jack has sad, angry feelings. Ben surprises him and Jack says he'll do the surgery tomorrow morning, but he wants Ben's word that he will let him off the island. I just wanted to say that Jack's like having a nap, right? Juliet tells Jack that they're friends, but she doesn't bring him a pillow. Hurtful. I just feel like if Juliet was Jack's friend, she'd bring him a pillow.
1: Okay. Or a blanket. Or something, you know?
0: Something, some sort of comfort item would be great.
1: Is he, is he laying on the floor or like a table or
0: something? He's on, he's on like the table thing, I think. It looks like a, like, yeah, like an operating table or something. It's, um, I don't know if it's an operating table. I think it's just like a, um, like you know how the vet has. Like a like or a table an examination, an table. examination oh, yeah, table yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That's what it is. That's what it is. So Jack hears the intercom again, and I'm like, "Oh, is it the island who 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 wakes him up, or is it Ben who who wakes him up?" Because like it seems like it was part of Ben's plan potentially. So I'm inclined to think that it's Ben who like kind of got him woken up and opened the door. Uh, I think it was Ben as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it was who indicated to him that the door was unlocked. Um, it's like a female voice. It sounded like Juliet, right? It was or like I don't know if it sounded. Weirdly enough, I thought it sounded a lot like Julie Bowen. I thought it sounded like Sarah. I don't think that's who it was on Laspedia. It just says like unidentified female voice. So uh, it's not technically answered who that was. Oh, okay. So I'm like, if I were to make it make sense, because I did think that it sounded a lot like Julie Bowen, if I were to make that make sense, then I would think that it's the island who's like reminding him and then like bringing in Sarah's voice to wake him up or something. I don't know.
1: Okay. Sounds plausible.
0: But I do think that Ben wanted him to see it and wanted him to come out. Yeah, I think it was Ben's plan for him Mm -hmm. to be awake. So all of the televisions seem really, really similar to the Pearl. um, But the Pearl is seeing other stations and the Hydra is just seeing like around this station. Mm -hmm. Um, He goes and he finds a gun and he takes it. And I don't know, do you think he like feels bad for taking Sawyer away from Kate, because he's like, it's fine that Sawyer's dying. No, I don't think he feels (laughs) No, I don't think so. But do no harm. He's a doctor, you know? If he can save lives, he should. That's true. Like, he's saying, I don't want to save two different people. Like, he- you know? Yeah, but I also think that that was a ruse for him. Mm-hmm. I think that at the end of the day, his entire agenda, now that he sees that, like, they found each other,
1: mm-hmm. was to save both of them. Yeah. Right. Like, I think
0: he just wanted Ben to think that he didn't give a crap because that would be his motivation. Right. He didn't want Ben's, like, plan to bring in Kate to be, to have worked. Exactly. Gotcha. So he was always planning on actually doing the surgery, but he didn't want to give in to like their plans. Exactly. Gotcha.
1: That's a good point. Maybe he was just like waiting for the right opportunity to to make a move, you know, like, yeah, for something to to doesn't look right. like like a, an actual plan. Right. Exactly. Exactly. On the commentary, Evie said,
0: if he had overdone it, if he had overplayed his hurt or his anger, his reaction to seeing it all, I don't think it would have felt as horrific. I just think the way that it's so simple and it's so quiet, it's within him that you just see him be wounded and your heart just breaks for him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Matt does a really great job of like not just like starting to cry and and stuff, you know? He, He keeps it subtle. He does keep it subtle. And Ben says that he was also surprised because he totally would have bet on Jack. And I don't know if that's true. Jack's like, I would have bet on me too, but here we are.
1: Yeah. He's just putting Saul on his one. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So in her email, Alicia said that she thought that Ben was a skate shipper because uh, when he did breakfast with um, with Kate, he's, he was like, hmm, it's interesting that you ask about where Sawyer is first and, and everything. But here he, he's saying that he thought that Kate would have chosen Jack. So I guess he's just still manipulating Jack. Yeah, I think he's just playing whatever team he can. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched part of Glass Ballerina recently. And in Glass Ballerina, they fully have sound in their, like, in on the cameras oh. and stuff. Um, and Sawyer was speaking quite softly when they were listening. And Ben was fully hearing him. So I'm just, like, hoping that no one was, like, D- can you mute that it or that something that- while they're doing stuff? Like, I just... Hard pass. Like, at, how do you not think that there's a camera? You I, know, I think at some point you just stop caring. Yeah, yeah, or just hope no one's in the room. Exactly. I like. I, I wonder if Ben was like, okay, they're finally done. Now we'll let we'll unlock Jack's cell and we'll let him in.
1: It's on mute. Ew.
0: Yeah, it's on mute. Well, it's definitely on mute when he gets in there. So. Um, Jack is holding a gun to Ben, but he is not afraid. And he says that he's going to do the surgery tomorrow morning. He wants the equipment and someone who can actually hold a clamp because last time Juliet was too nervous to hold the clamp. Oh yeah. He's like, I want someone who can actually hold a clamp and they're like okay we have the same person here <laughs> yeah here you go <laughs> we don't have anybody else we delivered mm-hmm. so no whining yeah I think that Jack already has his plan to save Kate and Sawyer like by the end at the end of the episode yeah um he like already knows exactly what he's gonna do but he is pretending to Ben that it's about him wanting to leave to get away from their relationship exactly because he's sad about it I think Jack is very calculating right yeah, now and totally. I love that about him I'm like oh damn you're clever maybe they gave you that PhD for a reason <laughs> <laughs> and and this is another thing that i that i love in the same vein as like sawyer not knowing who ben is um i like that jack is like i need to get off this island because jack doesn't yet know that he's on the other island oh yeah oh. You know he still thinks he's on the same island
1: oh jack i'm sorry bud i love how how they play with the music like like how they with the music so so like I don't know how to say it, but like with a focus on, on Jack's face and then on Ben's face mm-hmm. and then on Jack's face and then on Ben's face. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's a lovely way to to play with the, with the response that Ben is going to give. Right. Like the building of anticipation in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the phrase I was looking for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Thank you.
0: Um, on Lostpedia, it said, uh, Jack helps Kate escape with Sawyer even though he seems hurt when he witnesses her sleeping with him. This is different from his behavior in the flashbacks in A Tale of Two Cities, which is 301, um, when he contested his divorce and responded with jealousy and anger to his wife having an affair with another man. You know what that is? Growth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Kate sleeps beside Sawyer transitioning to a flashback. It's just a really quick scene so that they can transition into a flashback. Um, but I like that, they're, that they... are um, put their clothes back on. They're like, now that it's daylight, I need to put on my pants. I need to be in jeans again. Yeah. In filthy jeans and filthy clothes. Ugh. Ugh gross. Ugh, oh. oh, they must have smelled so bad. That's why they were like, this scene is so romantic. I'm like, is it yeah. and also like, I'm sorry, but afterward, like Kate, you have to go pee. Where do they pee? It's probably in a corner. Oh. For for your health. You have to pee afterward. Yeah. It's really important. And it's like, oh, wouldn't you want to, you'd be so sweaty. Like, wouldn't you want to have a shower after that? Anyway, I just, there's a lot of implications that are pretty gross. Robin, yeah. you're valid. But I guess it's just, you know, not something that the, the show is like, it doesn't matter. Please. It's a TV it's show. Um, so Jack and Juliet wash their hands to go into surgery. Jack tells Juliet that she has to do everything he tells her to, and she agrees. Ben asks about Alex and goes under anesthesia. Danny takes this opportunity to just go kill Sawyer. Hey, why not? Um, so Ben is still awake at this time and asks if Jack is nervous. And Jack says he does not get nervous anymore, which... Don't know if that's true. But <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> sure. There are two other doctors in the room. And uh, Friendly and Danny and Jason are watching. Those are the others that are up in the, like, viewing area. Mm-hmm. Juliet says that Alex did not ask about Ben, but she is home. And he says, see you on the other side, which is a like a, a thing that people say on this show yes. a lot. It is quite iconic. Um, it is also what Anthony Cooper said before going into surgery with Locke when he stole Locke's kidney. Oh, poor Ugh. Locke. So going into surgery saying, see you on the other side, seems like it maybe will not go that well. Yeah, bad omen. Um, so they ask him to count down and he does not get very far before he's out. He gets to 18. Yeah, from
1: 20. Yep. Is that a... Is that a- I don't know if you, any of you had surgery but is, is is it a thing? I thought it was from 10, not from 20. Well, oh, um
0: I I've, I've only been under anesthesia once. It was to get my wisdom teeth out okay. and um instead of them asking me to count, they asked me to um, tell them like a story or like something that had happened to me yesterday or whatever. That's and cute. I do not remember how far I got into that story. <laughs> and I just, I can't imagine like being like, okay, please tell me a story. And then just never hearing the end to any story ever heard. it was a good heard. story? <laughs> yeah. So now that Ben is unavailable, Danny can just go kill Sawyer with nobody getting mad. And it seems like Danny was literally never going to listen to Ben. He didn't care if Jack did the surgery or not. He was going to kill Sawyer either way. I mean... Kind of makes sense. He also mentions that Jack was not on Jacob's list. Um, This is the very first time that we are hearing the name Jacob. Just so you guys know, anybody who's listening to us along with us for the first time, um, Jacob is very important. And it's really exciting that we um, heard his name for the first time this episode. But there's not much we can say about him at this time. Why does he have a list? Weird. Oh my god, I hmm. guess we'll find out eventually. Don't know why. But we do, we know that Goodwin had one. Um, like he he had a list, and um the others, like, have lists. So did Jacob make that list? I don't know, maybe <laughs> to say i don't I don't know anything about that. It's a know. mystery. Yeah. Um, so Kate tries to protect Sawyer from Danny, but he grabs him, and it's it's raining because the island is a dramatic bitch <laughs> and just basically likes to rain whenever dramatic things are happening, basically. listen, she needs to have the the sort of ambiance you know yeah yeah the rain is a shipper <laughs> yeah. exactly so carlton said in the commentary he said it was actually tucker's idea to this, to do this scene in the rain um tucker was the director mm-hmm. um which was one of those things that we should have thought of ourselves but it was really an element i think just added enormously to the intensity of the scene rain is metaphorically significant in our show when it when rain shows up bad things tend to happen mm-hmm. yeah. right And so Danny shows up and he's like, wow, what? You got out of your cage? We had no idea you could do that. Of course we knew because we know everything. And um, Kate tries to protect Sawyer. And Evie said in the commentary, for the first time, maybe ever, uh, Kate is finally connected to someone and feels like she has something here and something worth fighting for and living for. And now Danny's going to try and take it away. And she says that she feels like Sawyer is also in the same situation and this was the first time ever in his life where he's found someone who he can love and now he's about to be killed
1: oh wow
0: um that's sad as hell uh angsty 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 oh sorry sad as heck sorry echo (laughs) so jack in the middle of surgery decides to cut ben's kidney sack and he's gonna die Soon, So he has some demands, you know, the end. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely was not a mistake. Like one of the stories that we've heard about Jack in the surgery room is that one time he like cut the dural sac and the like nerve spilled out like angel hair pasta. Right. Oh, and that was a mistake. Right. But in this moment, you can tell, even though you even though he's wearing a mask, which I think is really cool because obviously um, we've all been wearing masks a lot and it's hard to like gauge people's emotions and stuff when you're wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And yet Jack is wearing a mask and you can see just through his eyes exactly what he's planning on doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was all that he meant to do all of it. Matt did uh, good mask acting. Mm -hmm. Liz does good mask acting as well. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he consciously decides to cut it, and um, on Laspedia, it said, there was a blooper here, it said, during Ben's surgery, Jack asks for a hemostat, and he's actually handed a carmalt, because a hemostat is much smaller. So, so sorry for that mistake there, uh, but... It's probably fine. Ben's heart starts going and Juliet thinks that Jack is doing what she asked. Because last episode she asked him to kill Ben, basically. She's like, great. He went along with this pan pretty well, actually. But I think the thing is that she asked him to do it like in a subtle way that he like accidentally killed Ben because it was a rough surgery. So this isn't exactly what she asked for. Yeah, I don't think she asked for him to hold him hostage. And he's certainly not doing it for Juliet. He's doing it for Kate. Yeah. So he knocks out Ivan. Um, and unfortunately there is our knockout for the episode, um... RIP to the knockout counter. Yeah. And uh, he asks for Mr. Friendly's walkie-talkie. And I like, first of all, the name walkie-talkie is what it's called. I was going to make the same joke. Walkie-talkie is what it's called. But it is still pretty funny to hear Jack be like, bring me that (laughs) walkie-talkie. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) You're a cool guy, huh? That's super neat. When in reality, Jack could have said, bring me a radio. And it would have meant the exact same thing. But instead, he wanted to say walkie-talkie. I get it. It's the little thing. Um, So Sawyer gives up because he doesn't want Kate to get hurt and he tells her not to watch and Denny says that it's for Colleen. So Sawyer tries to fight, but they threaten Kate. So he's like, that's okay. Um, So I guess he would rather him get like, she's like, don't give up. Don't give up. So she would rather get shot herself as well than have him give up. Romance. Romance. And Danny's like, I want you to watch him die. And Sawyer's like, I can't do anything about this, but the one thing that I can do is not give him the satisfaction of having her watch me die. Exactly. So that's why he tells yeah. her to close her eyes. And he, he says, close your eyes, Freckles. And he's holding his head high and it's so dramatic. And he goes, this is for Colleen. Sir, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, but Sawyer had nothing to do with Colleen's death. He was not there. I don't understand why he's taking all of the crap that happened with Colleen and just placing it on Sawyer. Because even though, like, I guess it makes sense because he just needs somebody to blame and he's decided it's Sawyer, but it doesn't make sense logically. Sawyer's just, like, one of them, I guess. Yeah. And one thing that I noticed last night when we were rewatching is that Michael Giacchino, an icon... A genius, yeah. we all know it. Yeah, he yep. fully fakes us out. He uses the life and death theme oh, over this, and yeah. you're like, "Oh my god, Sawyer's gonna die!" And he totally fakes us out. It's awesome. It's hurtful. Yeah,
1: it's great. Yeah, it's a nice way to play with your feelings. Exactly. Exactly. And
0: you don't even know because if you're if you're not if you don't know the life and death theme. Then you're just like, oh, and, and it subconsciously reminds you of when Boone died, and when yeah. ugh, I can't name exactly like he uses some sort of the life and death theme every time somebody dies. Yeah. Uh, but the main was when one was when Boone died. Um. But like even subconsciously, you you're familiar with the theme and you know when that theme is played. Yeah. You hear that and you're like, oh, why am I crying? Who's this? Yeah. <laughs> So um Tom calls Danny and Jack wants to talk to Kate. They have one hour to run away. Once they get to the beach, Kate needs to tell him the story that he told her in the pilot. Um she doesn't want to leave him, but he says, Kate, damn it, run. <laughs> um and if you can't tell, Robin likes that line. It's just iconic. I I love this because Tom is, like, calling, and he looks over at Jack, and Jack's just dramatically taking off his gloves, and he's like, I'm not sterile anymore. It's gonna take me a while to wash my hands again. It's so sinister. <laughs> like, he thinks it's such a flex, and I'm like, okay, bud. <laughs> So he says that, that she has an hour head start and you need to tell me the story. And if anything is wrong, then he's going to kill Ben, basically. And I wonder if that counts as, like, he just doesn't hear the story because it's been over an hour and she hasn't answered. Or if that counts as uh, her, like, just telling the story type slightly wrong. I think it's the second one. Yeah. Because if she tells it slightly wrong, then he'll know that, I don't know, she has a gun to her head or something. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah.
1: Hey. You have about an hour head start before they come after you. Wait, where are you? Where are you? Do you remember what I told you on the beach? The day of the crash. Do you remember what story I told you when you were stitching me up?
0: Do you remember it? Yes, yes, I remember!
2: When you get safe, you radio
1: me and you tell me that story.
2: Please!
1: If I don't get a call from you in the next hour, I'm going to know something went wrong, and he dies! I can't leave without you! It's yes, you are. go! Yes, I can Go, now! I can't! He's damn in
0: so she doesn't want to leave him and he says, Kate damn it run, and it's time for that to be in literally the next like 30 previously unlost. <laughs> yep. Kate okay, damn it yeah. run. Kate, damn it, run. Previously so unlost. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So does anybody have anything to add about the island storyline before we move on to the flashbacks?
1: Uh well, I really, really love how they play with the music and and when mm-hmm. with the machine yeah. on the background. Oh yeah, good point Uh uh-huh like making making like super tense and everything and with jacks right and it
0: kind of reminds you of the beeps from the hatch as well yeah yeah as
1: well yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's a nice way to play with music and the the actual things that's supposed to be happening during the scene yeah i never noticed that let's
0: talk a little bit about Patreon, Brittany. I don't know what that is. That's crazy. Brittany, tell me about it. Okay, so I actually do know what that is. Oh, okay. Please. Okay, tell me. <laughs> I, I, I lied okay if you could just yeah, if you could just get to the point, that'd be great. Wow, that's hurtful. Patreon is a service where you can donate monthly to your favorite creators. Uh-huh. Um, so like if we are your favorite creator, which would be like so nice. No, um, we don't have to be your favorite favorite. Just just like one of one them. One of them. If you cherish 20, us. <laughs> I I have I support two people on Patreon mm-hmm. that I like that aren't us. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you like us, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the aficionados and start donating to us for a dollar a month. Mm-hmm. And that money goes to supporting our podcast because mm-hmm. hosting five podcasts is very expensive. Yeah. So every year we send out postcards and this year we did custom stickers of like mm-hmm. some of our favorite phrases. So if you donate at $5 a month, you get that for free. Including a holographic aficionados logo. It's true. I was really it's happy with that one. so dope. Yeah. It's awesome. It looks really cool. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's we also do um, annual memberships now, and you get ten percent off there. So if you like want a five dollar membership, oh wait, before I say that, what does a five dollar membership get you, Brittany? I already said you get a postcard and you get stickers mm-hmm. and you get the podcast at least a couple days early. But each what a, time? But specifically, five dollars and up gets ten <laughs> percent. <10% laughs> oh <off>. my god!
1: <laughs> Even I knew that yeah
0: <laughs> oh my god Kate, this is such a good example of like what i describe myself as being which is an absent-minded professor uh-huh. which is that i know a lot but i forget it all yeah you get 10 percent off on robin and i shop which is shoppilux.com and hi birdie mm-hmm. where she makes phantom embroidery and i make resin stuff and stickers i'm working on Juliet sawyer and kate designs Woo! i'm excited about that me too um but like i was saying before we do annual membership memberships. so if you want a five dollar Thing, instead of paying $60 over 12 months, you would pay $54 once a yeah. year because you get 10% off. Anyway, I don't know if that's something that people are into but once I announced it, a couple people took advantage of it. Yeah, it's true. So um, if you're interested, you can do that. What else? Oh, um, we have some extra stickers. We sent them out to all of our Patreon sponsors, but we do have some extra ones and we are selling those at Shoppilux. Um, So you can check out the link in the description. Um, we also have I would like five-ish postcards left. So you can also buy one of those free shipping. Um, it's only $3 Canadian for a postcard and only $20 Canadian for a sticker pack. We don't have a whole lot of sticker packs left, um, and you can also buy them individually if you want, and we'll write you something nice on it. Yeah, we like handmade, we handmade all of it because we really like care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Kate walks through the hallway of a hotel. She gets into her room and opens a box. It has a veil inside. She's interrupted by a police officer banging on the door, but it turns out it's just her future husband, Kevin. Oh my God. Um, And they're going to go do stuff now because Kate gets (laughs) to have sex twice in this episode. That's amazing. Okay. So why don't we all do a little bit of mourning about Kate's hair? Sure. Okay. It's not good. No, it's really bad. Like I feel like it gets progressively worse. I think that like in the um the pregnancy test scene, it's like up, and that's its best. And it's best. regular Kate, yeah. Yeah, but like the flippy stuff, not my thing. Mm-mm.
1: Is I don't know if, if this is like a thing, but they're trying to make like a like a housewife. Look. yeah oh for sure yeah it, but i'm like what what's going
0: on with these wispies like it looks like it's just crunchy <laughs> it does look crunchy uh okay yeah so she has the veil and already we know what this episode is about because um it's called i do mm-hmm. and she's got a veil so w- we know what's happening here um we're smart we can call <laughs> So in Outlaws, if we can do another throwback to 116, um, she said in the I Never Seen that she was married, but it didn't last very long. So obviously this is what that is. Yep. Um, she, <laughs> dating a police officer is a move. It's smart. It sure is. It's super smart. That's really, uh, that, that's a choice. You think it's smart?
1: Yeah. Because if you're being chased by the police Cause then he'll like protect her. And mm-hmm. you're dating a policeman, they're not gonna suspect you because a policeman's supposed to be smart. And It's true. She's like, What? You know me! Uh-huh, exactly. I'm Kevin's wife,
0: Monica. Yeah. It's me, Monica. Yeah. It's a smart move. <laughs> she she seems so freaked out though, like when he's like knock knock knock. Hello, police. And I know that it's for the story, but like in reality, she would probably like smile and be like, it's my husband, you know? Um, but it does seem like something that they maybe do a lot. To- so like, whose kink is this? Oh my God, right? I, my, my main question about this is like, if they do this all the time, is who likes doing this? Is it Kate who likes this roleplay or is it Kevin who likes this roleplay? I think it's both. I th- like, I'm think, like, i like, Kevin might like the roleplay because he likes being in power. That's why he became a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe Kate is also into it because she's on the run and, like, I don't know. I also, like, I have my own headcanons about her relationship with Mars <laughs> as well. <laughs> Not that they ever, like, had a relationship, but that there's, like, maybe some weird feelings going on on both sides mm-hmm. there. I don't know I'm like is Kate into police officers like the fact that she's actually running from one is like exciting to her or like does she do it because Kevin likes it I don't know but that's something I was thinking about and I was like this is probably not necessary to think about but yeah (laughs) maybe it's a little bit of everything maybe um so hello to Nathan Fillion who shows up here um they are both Canadian which is exciting they're both Albertans Yep. um Brittany and I are also both Albertans, so that's kind of exciting there. And uh, he's from the Miami Police Department, so they're in Florida here. Um, There is a blooper where Kate or Evie, like, got so excited, she jumped on him and just ran him into the wall of of the hallway. And one of the things that uh, Sam brought up when we were rewatching last night was that she didn't bring out her key with her, so hopefully the door didn't close, because how are they going to get back in?
1: (laughs) That was going to take a while for them to get in, I guess.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So Alicia said in her, um, in her email, she said, the way that he said, want to get it on, it's like he said it every night. And when she said, hell yeah, her face like lit up and she was so happy. And it was weird to see Kate in these flashbacks so happy and like a housewife, since everything we know about Kate, she's not the homemaker domestic housewife with their Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> she's playing a role. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like maybe it's something that she could be happy doing, but once she like actually, you know, it's like... <laughs> Since they're doing a role play here, it's like Kate's doing an entire role play in their entire relationship. Exactly, and then she finds out that it's not a role play she wants to do her entire life. Exactly,
1: she liked it for a while, but after
0: all, exactly, yeah. um, on the commentary, Evie said uh, that Kevin was the sort of character in so many ways. Because he's that guy that you instantly felt like you could trust, and he was actually like a really good man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's just Nathan Fillion's face. Like you look yeah, at yeah. face and like, that face, I trust that face. Yeah, exactly. And like Carlton was saying, there are you know Jack and Sawyer both have good and bad qualities, but they specifically are only showing us Kevin's good qualities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, here. Um, because we're not supposed to dislike him. We're supposed to like him and feel bad for him. Makes sense. After they do the stuff, um, they lie in bed together and discuss the dress and what is or isn't bad luck. Um, They're going to get married in 12 hours, and this is really nice, but then he calls her Monica, so it turns out that he doesn't actually know her at all. She doesn't even pass as a Monica. (laughs) She doesn't even look like a Monica. She doesn't! It needs saying. Mm -hmm. She mentions that it's bad luck seeing the bride before the wedding and like specifically in the dress. And Nathan Fillion, (laughs) whose name is Kevin, so we can call him Kevin, um, is like, oh, he's like, oh, this is actually the worst thing I could have done. And I regret coming here. And secretly, he does not regret anything. No. And she says or he says it's in the dress that's bad luck. And she's not wearing the dress. But they look in the closet and he can see the dress hanging up. Which kind of feels a little bad luck-ish. Like, even though it's bad luck that he sees her in the dress, it also feels like bad luck that he sees the dress even if she's not in it. You think? Yeah. Because I'm dress. like...
1: if he- Well, he just he just said that she has to be on the dress, right? So for him, it's not bad luck. Yeah,
0: she has to be in it. I don't know. Maybe I'm so superstitious that I'd be like, don't look at anything to do with me at all. <laughs> Stay away from me. And he's like, well, you better get clasping because we're getting married in 12 hours. Does it take 12 hours to get the dress on? What a cute, fun joke, Kevin. Aww. And he says that it's been really fast, their relationship. Um, How long were they together? I don't know. It doesn't say. And he's like, but I know that it's all real and everything, except he doesn't even know her real name because he calls her Monica. Let him make his silly jokes. His silly jokes. Yeah. Classic Kevin. <laughs> so Kate's in her dress looking in the mirror and her soon to be mother-in-law, Suzanne, comes in. She offers Kate her family necklace that she was supposed to give to her daughter. She didn't end up having any daughters, so she's giving it to Kate, and Kate loves it, and she wears it the rest of the episode. Balsam, awesome. yeah. Um, like you think that it's just the the wedding, um, but then throughout the rest of the flashbacks, she's still wearing the yeah. necklace. Mm-hmm. I think she it's, does look very pretty in her dress.
1: She does. I think it's really. I I always thought it was like a uh, Mexican or even a uh, Latino American thing about the. Uh-huh. the the, the comment that she says to the to Suzanne about, aren't supposed to mother-in-laws be this nice or what? what? Yeah. yeah. I, I always thought that it was like a really, really laughing thing and nor just like a everybody thing. You know what I mean? Oh,
0: yeah. I, I get Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, it <laughs> is a universal thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I only ever had one like a mother-in-law and uh, she was really, really cool. And I can tell you the story after if you want to. It's just Okay. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Suzanne is so happy and she talks about the excited policeman and I don't I'm just like how inept. I know that they that they there's no way for them. Well, it feels like there might be some way for them to know. I don't know. How inept is the Miami Police Department? But there's so many police officers and none of them know that she's a fugitive. There's so many. She says there's so many police officers out there.
1: Well, she's hiding in plain sight. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just like I don't I'd be so nervous. And they're supposed to be living in a small town, right? It's not like a big mm-hmm. city. I yeah, it's so like funny. it's like the outskirts of Miami, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So that would make mm-hmm. sense that they don't know because who would why a fugitive yeah. fugitive will go and live there. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Oh for sure. So she gives her the family necklace and she says that she didn't have any daughters. She only had four boys. Um four is a number. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> it is a number. And so I was wondering, like, I guess if Kevin was the first one to get married, so she got the necklace, or maybe she just didn't like the other brides enough. I, <laughs> that's possible. I was just like, I wonder why Kate's the one to get it.
1: It won't make sense if he's the oldest.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true. True. So during the ceremony, the officiant keeps talking about how real their love is and how true and not lie-y <laughs> <it> is. <laughs> the wedding moves forward. He kisses the bride. They're married. Um... On the commentary, they said that the designer of the dress specifically shipped in the dress from England because they asked to have their design on the show. Whoa.
1: That's so cool. So that's
0: pretty cool. But it came in too late. And so they had like just minutes to alter it to um, to Evangeline. Literally. It looks like it fit. Like yeah. If yeah. that helps many years later, then mm-hmm. they will never listen to this podcast. Yeah. It looks like it fit. <sighs> okay, you guys. Okay, I'm ready. So, yeah, I have some questions. Actually, I'm going to leave this to the end of the scene. Basically, he yes. talks about how he's struck by her honesty, <laughs> and he loves her because what you see is what you get. And all of these are just, like, slaps in the face to the fact that she's been lying to him this entire time. Hopefully.
2: Oh, you know, Kevin's been coming to the
1: church here since he was about yay high.
2: <laughs> when I first met you, Monica, I was struck by your honesty and your devotion to Kevin. And when I asked him what he loved most about you, he said because what you see is what you get. That being said, you've got the rings, you vowed your vows, and I now pronounce you husband and wife.
0: Sam was bringing up when we were, when we were rewatching, what a weird thing it is to say that your favorite thing about your future spouse is what you see is what you get. What is that- mean she was she said to you she was like um if you said that about me I would not marry you yeah I think she's valid for saying that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Kate should be like okay not my pretty smile or the fact that we get along really well all right kind of hurtful but whatever um, so they get married and it's interesting the name of this episode is I do and they don't say I do in this scene <gasps> conspiracy kind of weird and of course we already know something bad is going to happen because when she gets on the island she's not married she's very much not married yeah. Okay, so here's my big question. These are some headcanons that we can have that mean nothing and don't matter at all. Okay. okay. So, Kevin has one best man and Kate has one maid of honor. So, first of all, forget about Kevin's other two brothers. <laughs> right, 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 Apparently, who just aren't part of this. Or maybe he chose his best friend. I don't know. Either way.
1: who's Kate's maid of honor? I will like to oh, think yeah. maybe the he spouse had, like, of the man of honor.
0: Of the best the man. man? Like, yes. I just think... It would be so weird for Kevin to be like, Do you, what, you have no friends? You know? Like, if you're going to create this life, you have to create all of it. Or yeah, else like, it's suspicious. You would kind of wonder why your partner doesn't have any friends. Yeah. I just thought it was weird to, like, see them each have a person up there
1: and be like, who is that? <laughs> like, um, who's? Well, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe, okay, this is completely tenor, right? So maybe totally the guy... Is his best friend, and the Mm -hmm. girl is the spouse of this best friend, and they've been hanging out a lot. So, okay, so that will be double date, yeah, exactly.
0: Sure, sure, let's go with that because there is no other (laughs) answer. So, several months later, Kate is in the grocery store gathering ingredients for taco night. Uh, (laughs) Um, Kevin calls her and they flirt in the middle of the dairy aisle, ma'am. This is a Publix, (laughs) please, (laughs) please calm down.
1: What is she getting? Can you see what she's getting? I think it's like cheese and stuff. Okay. <laughs> cheese for tacos. She's
0: getting like some, she's getting taco supplies, but they're all from the frozen aisle. And yeah, i like, ma'am. No, I think it's cheese because she's in the dairy aisle. <laughs> Those are not going to be good tacos. Um. Anyway, her hair is still just like a major throwback. And I looked <laughs> up what time, what, like what this was supposed to be on the timeline. And it was supposed to be 2002. I don't know if hair looked like that in 2002. Did it? It looks seventies. It, we, none of us had good hair back then.
1: I was 12. I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I was... 7.
1: Okay. I'm old. But okay.
0: <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? I just saw how supernatural ended. <laughs> <laughs> okay, answer this question really quickly first. Okay. How old were you in 2002? Oh, that's a disgusting question. Why would you ask me that? How, we long, how many answers. years ago was that? 8? Eight? 18. 18. Oh, yes. I'm bad at math. 31 minus 18. Why, why wouldn't you just go... 1989 to 2002. What makes you think that 11, 13. So 13. Thank you. I can't do math. You know this. Sorry. Me neither. All of Kate's stuff is in the top part of the cart and I was like, you know what? That's actually relatable. I just think that's relatable because I have always put all my stuff at the top of the cart before the bottom of the cart anyway. (laughs) Then you don't have to reach for it when you check out. Mm -hmm. So she's still wearing the necklace and it's taco night and yeah, it's like pouring rain. It's like pouring rain. Yeah. And I, I love that like I just love the little detail that when she goes to the phone booth, she's just gotten off the cell phone and you're like, oh, so you're making a phone call you don't want anyone to trace. And then yeah. you see who she calls and you're just like, no. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
0: when Kevin calls her, it seems like she's not like a very good cook, which is like our headcanon for Juliet. So like no one can cook here. <laughs> Gusteau from Ratatouille would be very disappointed. He's no one can cook. Yep. And then she's like, if you don't like it, no dessert. And I'm like, ma'am, this is... This is a grocery store. That's that's enough of that. Yeah. So Kate leaves the store and it's pouring and she gets to a phone booth and starts a timer. She calls Edward Mars and she asks if she can stop running and if he'll leave her alone because she's happy now. Mars says that he will if she stays put, but he doesn't think she'll do it. Um, I also think that he's fully lying. Uh, Her timer goes off and so she has to hang up. Girl don't have no umbrella. Wear her umbrella. Yeah. What? Well, sometimes you don't anticipate the rain, but if you live in Florida, you should know. Fair enough. <laughs> and of course, the rain here also parallels the rain on the island because it's like the exact same amount of intensity. Yep. There is a blooper that her hair changes wetness in this scene quite a lot. <laughs> like sometimes it's like soaking, and sometimes it's like almost kind of dry. So. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's kind of their bad on uh, on hair continuity there. So, for some reason, I guess, that conversation that she just had with Kevin on the phone, like, solidified that she wanted this to actually be her life, so now she's gonna call Mars. And it's like, I don't know, I think you were tempting him to come get you again. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's like, somebody needs to, I need an excuse to go. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And yet, like, then she could have just left the time, she could have stayed on just a little bit longer once the timer went off. Yep. Because the timer is, because she knows how long it takes for her phone call to be traced. That's, it's such a good little detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she gets to the phone booth. She calls Mars and um, he says, oh, I'm so glad you called because it's been a while and I thought we were friends. Mm-hmm. I, if
1: there's a character out there that I hate, is that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says that it's the Feast of the Assumption, which
0: is a religious thing. It is the day that Mary died and went to heaven. And it's August 15th. So we kind of know where we are in uh, the year. Okay, so um, on Lostpedia, it says that it's the Feast of the Assumption, Um, but re-listening to it, I think he says the Feast of the Ascension, um, which isn't August 15th, it is May 13th, um, and it's obviously the feast that happens when Jesus went to heaven, I guess, Um, but yeah, oops. but also let's blame last pd on that one um either way it's either august or may <laughs> whatever she says that she doesn't want to run and he immediately knows that it's about a dude and i'm like Are you jealous guy <laughs> he sounds jealous jealous a little bit a little bit um and it reminds me of in 201 when desmond assumed that it was about love with jack when jack was like i'm so upset <laughs> and desmond was like what's her name who is she you know
2: agent marsh me well, I'm glad I realized this morning that it was the Feast of the Ascension and I was feeling bad on a holy days have come and gone since you last called I thought you and I were friends
1: I don't want to run anymore
2: what's his name does he know who you are
0: Edward please I know you don't want to spend the rest of your life chasing me please I love this guy let
2: me go i'll tell you what if you can really stay put you really settle down and i'll stop chasing you but you and i both know that's not gonna happen
0: Ugh, I have so many thoughts about this. I have, I like, weirdly enough, I have so many, like, headcanons about, like, the relationship between Kate and Mars. Like, she calls him by his first name here, which I think is really interesting. They have a messed up relationship. Yeah. Yes. He says that he'll let her go if she really can just settle down, but he doesn't think it'll happen. And, you know, he's still tracking her, so obviously he does not trust her. And he's doing these big, long pauses to keep her on the line.
1: Maybe, maybe. Yeah, because he needs to track her. Maybe calling him by his, his. First name is, like, her, the part of her that actually wants to stay. Like, she's pleading mm-hmm. him to, to listen to her and stop teasing her. Mm-hmm. I'm serious, and you can tell because... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because of the first name.
0: Mm-hmm. So the timer goes off and she has to hang up and let's talk a little bit about Edward Mars and Kate. I I really like, I was really deeply interested in our headcanon from literally like 103 that he's like kind of in love with her. He, he has a wedding ring on though. And I think we said that in, in 103, but I just think it's so interesting that she like calls him and he's like, oh my God, it's been so long. And immediately he assumes that it's about a man and like, he doesn't believe that she'll actually do it. And I don't know. I just think they're so interesting. Their relationship is so interesting interesting
1: <laughs> i don't know how i'm i don't know if I'm, I'm gonna make sense uh i just think he's he's really toxic in a way that only only mm-hmm. oh for sure yep manly men unquotes are mm-hmm. like he, mm-hmm. he just has to be right every time he, mm-hmm. he's an extremely possessive of her in a way mm-hmm. that is just creepy for me i don't know for you guys yeah
0: you're total no you're totally right it's always about power with exactly.
1: him Exactly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I'm
0: saying. Is like he became a a marshal or like a police officer like that because he likes the power. Yes, and so it's always about power with him. But I don't. I just think um, it would have been really interesting for them to explore their relationship more because I, it's just so interesting. There's layers there that like so many we layers. layers of subtext that just we are. We could speculate about for hours. This yeah. is the person that he's been not necessarily obsessed with, but he's been following her specifically. This is like his white whale.
1: Yes. You know, this is yep. like,
0: this is yep. like, she's the one, you know? Yep. And so it makes sense that he would have these like conflicting, like weird feelings about her that like, he's just always trying to find her. Yeah. Yeah it's just just, there's an obsession so interesting yes
1: obsession that's that's the word i was looking Mm -hmm. for yeah it's just i i don't know it's it's just find it so creepy and in a really weird way he reminds me of my boss in a way that he Mm. has to be right and it has to be his way and right it also makes me think of Trunchable, like i'm right you're wrong i'm right i'm you know Mm -hmm. yeah annoying way of talking to someone
0: Mm-hmm. so Kate makes breakfast for Kevin before he goes to work it's French toast yep Kevin surprises Kate with tickets to Costa Rica for their honeymoon that they've been putting off and Kate realizes that she can't stay with Kevin she has been she's been waiting for this opportunity you know she she knew that she wasn't going to be able to stay here forever and I think that's part of like you said Brittany this is why uh maybe why she called Mars she wanted him to come and get her I I, I genuinely think this was a temptation she was she was testing the waters. Yeah. yeah. So she gets some French toast and it has a little smiley face. And they said they've been together for six months or they've, they've been married for six months. Yeah. And, um, he, <laughs> the tickets are oceanic, of course. Of course. They're going to go to Costa Rica for their honeymoon. Um, Kate does not have a passport. And so that's, and she also can't go because Mars just told her that she has to stay put and he's going to think that she's running. Yeah. So like, there's just multiple reasons why she can't go. And she's been waiting for this excuse. Yeah. It was like, once he said, I bet you can't. She literally said, bet. Mm-hmm. And she did it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but how can she give Kevin an excuse, you know, like, especially when he's already bought the tickets, mm-hmm. what excuses can she make? But
1: can you buy the tickets internationally without the pass, the passport number? You might have been able to in 2006. Okay. Right. 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 Well, yeah. this is supposed but, to be 2002. Yeah. that Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, then absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. probably.
0: Mm hmm. I was about to say, like, maybe, um, maybe, like, I just wonder if, um, she, she, like, has been lying and being like, yeah, totally, Costa Rica, sure, and, like, once he finally was like, let's go to Costa Rica, that was gonna be, like, her, her, like, sign that it's been too long and it's time to go. Yeah, Yeah, probably. So she does love him, but she knows that she has to leave now, and she watches him leave in his police car, and- you know, she's out of place. She was never meant to be a housewife. But it's like, then why did you do it? Being a housewife is totally valid with oh, absolutely to do so, but um not Kate's life. No. So Kate takes a pregnancy test and has a breakdown. Um, it is negative though, and this is A throwback to season two when she told Sun that she had taken a pregnancy test before when Sun took her pregnancy test. Oh, that's right. Um, But it is negative, unlike Sun's, which was positive.
1: I'm just going to say that those are crazy
0: expensive here. Pregnancy tests? Yes. I don't even know how much they are here. They're not cheap. Mm. Kate brings lemonade to Kevin as he does his paperwork. He takes a drink and she reveals the truth to him that she's a fugitive and that she killed her father. And so he start, kind of starts to falter because she's drugged his drink so that he isn't implicated in harboring her. Um, he's heartbroken by this and so is she. And as he loses consciousness, she gives him back the necklace and leaves. This is this scene is the worst for her hair. Her hair is the worst. Oh my God, <laughs> it's terrible. It's like knockoff Farrah Fawcett.
1: Oh my God, yes. I was thinking about who she looked like and Mm -hmm. totally it's tragic yes
0: in the commentary Evie said that she was trying to make it look like Kate was physically unraveling it worked yeah Yeah. oh wow yeah damn she's good she really puts them into she really puts it into words yeah she does I'm like that's my job but you do it better (laughs) um so he is working on Tampa stuff and um, that kind of potentially goes into the Tampa job. So the Tampa job is something that was brought up in Confidence Man? No, I think it was brought up in Outlaws in season one. Hibbs, who is in Sawyer's flashbacks, they're talking about like trying to make up for the Tampa job and Sawyer says nothing can ever make up for the Tampa job. Okay. Um, no one really knows what the Tampa job is. There's a speculation that potentially the Tampa job was what he was doing with Cassidy and that was potentially in Tampa.
1: Oh. Oh, okay, okay. But
0: that's not confirmed, but it's just interesting that Kevin is saying that something is happening in Tampa after like all the speculation about the Tampa job. Okay. We don't know if they're connected, but they could be. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um he says that being a cop is endless paperwork. Uh she's drugged his lemonade and now that he's finally he takes a giant swig of that lemonade and she's like, "Cool. So now <laughs> so now I got to tell you something." <laughs> so she tells him and he he's like, "Huh?" Like that's a real cute hypothetical, but like what are you even talking about? Then she talks about how she was really worried about the baby and how like that was the that was the catalyst of her wanting to leave, but I truly feel like there are so many things that she wanted to leave so bad. She was waiting for a sign to leave that like there is like several things after the after the wedding that could signify like her being ready to leave yeah there were a lot of red flags Mm -hmm. she uses the baby in this moment precisely yeah she tells him that her name is not monica and that's kind of like when he knows that it's true i think um she says that she truly does love him but she does have to go he's wearing a miami heat shirt so if they're like hey if you didn't know he's from miami here you go Yeah, there's (laughs) another miami for you talking about tampa This is, this works in with um, what you were mentioning before, Angie, is that Chiquino does something interesting here that, like, he's literally being drugged, but they've got such soft string music in the background.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And it's just a really interesting choice that you, like, you know that it's supposed to kind of be, like, a really soft moment, but that's why it's supposed to be heartbreaking rather than, like... Action-packed, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is also a parallel to in season one, I think season one, when she drugged Jack so that he would take a break. And she also told Sun to drug Jin in season one, Um, but it, she ended up accidentally drugging Michael. Kate, this can't be your go-to, bud. <laughs> so like what? Drugging people so romantic. Everybody just drug your significant other.
1: That's so weird. That's the key to success. Yeah. There you go. What if I told you I was a fugitive? What if I told you I was on the run for blowing up my father and it was only a matter of time before you found out?
2: Uh, This isn't funny. It's not a joke.
1: I almost had a baby, Cap. Me, a baby. I can't do this. Taco night? I don't do taco okay, night. Okay,
2: calm down, Monica. My
1: name's not Monica. So
0: basically she says that she had to drug him because otherwise the police might think that he knew and he would get in trouble for, like, harboring a fugitive. And I just, like, I feel so bad for Kevin in so many different ways, but also, like, he's going to hear about this tomorrow at work. Yeah. He's going to be the center of so much gossip. All the other...
1: It's going to follow him forever.
0: Totally. And like all the other police officers are going to be like, seriously, you married a fugitive and you didn't even know? Kevin's going to be like, you exactly. went to my wedding and exactly. you didn't know either, but go yeah, off, yeah. I guess. I just, I I feel so sad for him. And I also feel really sad for Suzanne, who just wanted a daughter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I really
0: loved Monica. <laughs> oh, I'm sad.
1: No, she's going to feel like, she's not going to get that necklace away again so <laughs> easily.
0: Exactly. I'm like, At least she got it back, yeah. you know? Like, at least Kate didn't take it. That's true. She did have the decency to give it back. And this is the last moment that Kate will, like, ever see this man that she truly did love. And that's really sad. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she leaves the necklace. And that's also another parallel to 302 in Glass Ballerina when Jay Lee tries to give Son that necklace and he jumps out of the window with that necklace in his hand. Oh, yeah. And she leaves the necklace in his hand just like it's found in Jay Lee's um, hand in Glass Ballerina. And that's her, that's the flashbacks. Do you guys have any other thoughts before we like move on to spoilers later?
1: Mm, I don't think so. Not really. No.
0: Curve. Well, let's move on to, um, let's move on to uh, favorite line awards then. Um, my favorite line award goes to Ben and Jack for.
1: Well, Jack,
2: very disappointed in your decision. Well, Ben. At least you won't have to be disappointed for very long.
0: For very long. <laughs> so what a brat. And mine goes to Kate for... Taco night? I don't do taco okay, night. Come. I don't do taco night. I hate taco you night. You know what? Neither neither does Angie. <laughs> she also doesn't do taco Angie, night. Angie, I, I do taco every night. Every night is taco night. Exactly. Every night <laughs> is taco night. Literally. So, um, Angie, what's your favorite line of word?
1: My favorite line of word goes to Kate and Sawyer for... You doing
0: on rocks Good
1: <laughs> well he is trying rocks yes
0: yeah exactly so now we'll move on to man of science man of faith and this episode we're talking about kate um what do you guys think do you think she is more man of science or man of faith this episode
1: i think uh at the flashbacks she's a little mm-hmm. bit of man of faith like yeah she's, she's been taking one day at a time and going with mm-hmm. the flow but uh i at real time on the island i think she's just full man of science Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree with
0: that because i was gonna say like in the past she kind of has faith that like she's not gonna get caught and she has faith in her faith in herself Mm -hmm. exactly and then she just never has
1: that again right which is sad Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so moving on to hurley's walkman um We hear Slowly by Anne Margaret, and it's being played while Kate walks to her hotel room. Um, Last episode, we talked about um, diegetic and non-diegetic music. Mm -hmm. So diegetic music is when um, the characters hear the music that we are listening to, basically. um, And they always do that, except for two times. And this is the second of the two times that the show uses non-diegetic music, um, because we don't know where that music is coming from when she's walking to her hotel room. That's
1: crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because... All oh, hotels wouldn't have that music
0: playing in the halls. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Um, and then we also hear Daydream Believer by the Monkees. It's a Muzak version, and it's heard when she's at the grocery store. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. No, mm-hmm. me neither. I like that. So, did they do the thing? The thing is when um, they say the title of the episode in the episode, um, and Suzanne said, or, or sh- Suzanne did the thing this episode. Yeah, you pointed it out when we were watching, and I was like, oh, my God.
2: Don't worry. I have asked them not to shoot their guns in the air <laughs> when you say I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's interesting because Danny also technically says it twice, but he's also saying something like, Why would I do that? And if you fight, I do her too, right? So he's saying I do, but it's in the middle of a sentence, so mm. I didn't count those. Okay. Okay. Um, but either way, the thing is done. How many episodes since the last knockout? Uh, <laughs> Zero. So sad. Does this episode pass the Bechtel test? Weirdly enough, yes. Yes. Um, so the scene between Kate and Suzanne. Um, we are counting that as a Bechdel test win, because even though they kind of like start it by talking about like her sons and all the policemen and stuff, they end up talking about Suzanne's mother and how she didn't have any daughters and everything. So we're definitely counting that as a Bechdel test. I think it's a win. Yeah. It's a small win, but it's a
1: win. (laughs) It makes me, it (laughs) makes me, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, it just makes me sad that having Juliet and Kate on the same scene and they don't pass. Oh, Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, True, and they just don't chat. Yeah, they just
1: they just don't talk. Yeah,
0: they, they fully were just talking about Sawyer and Jack the yeah. whole time. That
1: makes yeah. me sad. Actually, I have on my notes uh, Juliet and Kate not passing the Bechtel test and a sad face. Yeah, oh, that is also how that makes me feel. Yeah. To be honest,
0: I think that Juliet and Kate will have a conversation and pass our Bechtel test this season, and I'm gonna make that prediction Are you manifesting yeah. manifesting something you already know to be true yeah oh, well. <laughs> um stay tuned for our segment after the outro we'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers so proceed with caution thank you so much for listening to this episode our music is terminal by good news tunes thank you to the creators and community at lostpedia this uh podcast would not be as good without you it's true though it is very good with you You do a very good job. Me? Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Our spoiler song was composed and produced by Francis Neves. Thank you to our lovely roommate, Sam, for her cooperation and respect while we recorded this podcast. She sat in her room and cleaned her closet the entire time. (laughs) You say cleaned. Our closet is currently all over our bedroom right now. (laughs) Please, if you're so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that. Um, That would be really nice. That would be cute and fun and fresh. If you're a fan of The 100, we liked to talk about that show too. We basically just finished the whole show. Um, Whether or not that's a good thing remains to be seen. But we will be going back to podcasts about the early seasons, and we liked those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's starting uh, next year. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that too. Um, Riverdale is the only thing that brings me joy at this time, and it's finally coming back in January. We have we have an episode for every single episode of Riverdale, yes, we do. Um, and I am thrilled to be continuing on to season five. Um, So if you are watching, you can watch with us. And if you aren't watching, there's a lot of people who listen to our podcast without watching Riverdale, and I respect that as well. I think it's so funny because it's like, it sounds stupid whether you watch it or not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm tempted to do that because I tried watching season four and I just, I, I couldn't.
0: Yeah. That, and that's okay. It really rubs some people the exact wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I get that because it's a deeply stupid show. <laughs> if you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. Um, we did all of season one and... Um, I think by the time this one comes out, we will just be about to put up the final episode of season two. Mm -hmm. And then we're doing um, season three, all of 2021. So definitely um, join us over there. Uh, It's like our most underrated podcast. Like I I think it has like the least amount of listens, but I think it's also really, really good. So I think you should check it out. We like it. Mm -hmm. Season four, when? Give now. Just, I just want like a release date, but they're still shooting it. Yeah. Well, they were, they were shooting it when the lockdown happened and now things are worse, but they're currently shooting it again. Like they're back to shooting. So. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. I have to if confess. You're a fan of- Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go, mm-hmm. Ahead. go ahead. No, I have to confess that I started watching the Stranger Things because of you guys. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. Did you like it? I started watching it like in the weirdest way. My mom, my mom really, really enjoys this one. And she was like, mm-hmm. watch it with me. And I'm like, bleh kids and uh and then i i found out that there's a robin uh comes out to oh yeah 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 so okay i said okay i'm gonna start watching it. yeah fine yeah (laughs) okay fine and i i only watched season three then i watched season one and then i watched season two so i did it all in a really weird way well at
0: least you've seen it i don't know it's yeah it's it's good i'm really excited to talk about season three yeah Me too. I loved that season. I've only seen every episode once, so I'm excited to go back because I don't know if I remember a lot. Ooh, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of Star Trek, we like to talk about that entire franchise too. We did all of season one of Star Trek Picard and at some point we'll be doing more Star Trek podcasts, but I work a lot of jobs, so it'll happen. Just have some patience, please. (laughs) Uh, you can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube. Mostly Twitter, but I do post gifs of all of our favorite line awards on Tumblr. So if you want to support me, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Do you want to see? Do you want to see Taco Night made <sighs> into a gif? No, us there, and eventually it'll happen. <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs>
0: She's like, No, 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 <laughs> I do not want that.
1: No, uh, it's fine. I'll go and like it. <laughs> Our
0: Patreon is patreon.com slash thefictionados If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because this is expensive. Yeah, we do annual annual memberships now as well if you want to check it out. Uh, Early access, we're also selling the postcards and the stickers still. Um, So I hope that those those should still be um, available to you by the time that this podcast comes out. And um, other than that, if you can't help us out, that's totally okay. Next best thing you can do, recommend us to a friend. That would be really great. That also means a lot. Um, You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is
1: B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A
0: with an underscore at the end. Thank you so much, Angie, for joining us!
1: Thank you for having me. And sorry again for my English. Yeah, you were so awesome. I
0: know... no don't be sorry yeah you messaged me um yesterday and you said that you were nervous and I I was was, like oh it's okay if she's nervous because me and Brittany talk a lot so if she doesn't mention enough like that's totally okay it's all good but you came on here and you You totally stepped up and you were awesome
1: oh thank you I'm I'm still nervous uh I don't know if I'm gonna hear myself to be honest um I've never. You, oh, you don't know if you're going to listen to this no, episode? Exactly. I might skip it. That's fair. That's okay. You know what happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I got a, like a preview. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, thank you for having me. Oh
0: yeah, that's like, that's how you you get that even better. It's like a, an early access for Patreon, except better because like, you, you get it live. <laughs> you were friggin' there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, if anyone wants to follow
1: you, where can they follow you? Okay. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Shumer That's Okay, that's gonna take me a while to spell. A- it's it's okay. We it will be in the in the description. Okay, so awesome. <laughs> okay, and then on Instagram as well, um, how you can find it. I think, <laughs> I think I'm um, Sicaru, and their name number four. Sicaru is spelled S I C A R U. That's my okay. middle name, and their number four. Oh, there we go. And uh, that's yeah, that's it
0: awesome so next episode is episode 307 it's not in Portland A uh, great episode and we are gonna be having Maria on for that one I'm so excited uh to have Maria that's on gonna be hilarious uh she was formerly a different username but now she is at John Locke except the O is a C and the L is, an, is a capital I so it looks like it says John Locke but it doesn't anyway she's an icon I'm so excited <laughs> to talk to Maria that's gonna be a long one yes. I also forgot to mention you guys that um like this episode was the mid-season finale, this episode of the podcast is the mid-season finale. We don't post an episode at the beginning of January every year, um, so our next episode is going to be at the beginning of February, and I'm looking forward to it. Maria does not shut up about Juliet normally, so can you imagine that she has a platform? <laughs> so it's true, and she knows. It's true. Uh, awesome. Okay. Okay. Okay, love you, bye! Love you, bye! Love you, bye! Bye! You, bye. <laughs> Stopped, Stopped in a name of day. Day. spoilers. 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 Okay, welcome to spoilers. Oh my god, all right. right, here. I think I've got like a couple. Like it's mostly Jacob that we have to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here, let me grab some. Let's see if I have any flashback spoilers first.
1: Did we ever see Nathan Fillion again? Nope. Well, <laughs> he was I, like, I, I gotta go do Firefly now. That uh, that was what I, what I was going to ask. Is that before or after Firefly? When did when was know. Firefly
0: on? Because this was in two thousand six. This was aired. I think Fire. This is probably after Fly- F- okay. Firefly. Then let um, me look. Let's see. IMDb. That would be weird, though. Firefly. Firefly was 2002, so this yeah. is definitely after Firefly.
1: Okay, so it's after. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I find it so funny to to keep seeing like known faces on Lost. Yeah. Like Kim, and also the girl from Once a Once Upon a Time. Is that the mm-hmm. name? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing someone. But yeah, oh, like, there's loads. There's a bunch of people that I like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that there, there, there he is. Oh, there she is. Yeah. It's, yep. It's yep. Cool. Or like Julie Bowen, even. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's so weird seeing her not being funny. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: She's very serious, but yeah. she does such a good job. Yeah. I like 201 is probably my favorite, like Jack Flashes of like the entire series and part and most of it is because of her because that's like when she gets in her accident and the part where she like hears him tell her how she's just going to be like paralyzed for the rest of her life Mm -hmm. is like her face is anyway I love Julie Bowen I think she does a great job she does (laughs) um so I've got some uh flashback spoilers here um when Kate is in the grocery store. It reminds me of later in season five in The Little Prince. Um, She's in the grocery store with Aaron and she like loses him in in the grocery store. And of course, that's at the point where she thinks that the lawyers are coming in and like trying to literally like take Aaron from her. So she's like freaking out about it. And she thinks like this lady with blonde hair is like stealing him. And she's like, it's Claire. And it's like a whole thing. But also... When she's like, what? A baby? Me? I can't raise a baby. And of course that yes. is also like foreshadowing to um, to Aaron as well. Then we've got her like pregnancy scare here. Kate has another pregnancy scare like on the island in this season due to this episode. Because she had sex with Sawyer this episode, she has like a pregnancy scare on the island Ooh, later.
1: Yeah. I do not remember that.
0: Yeah. So let's see if I have anything to talk about in the really quick lock storyline and the Echo stuff probably not there's just such an odd little storyline yeah i don't have anything for the lock stuff but i definitely have stuff for the on island stuff on the hydra island stuff okay 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 let's see oh um okay so alex and ben alex says i want to talk to ben i want to talk to ben it's interesting that she doesn't call him dad and Has she ever called him dad though yeah she does yeah
1: oh right before she dies right yeah
0: she does and then like later I think, yeah, yeah, she definitely calls him dad sometimes. Hmm. And, um, it's interesting that, you know, Danny is holding a gun to her and Alex knows that he won't shoot her and you're watching it and you're thinking, okay, well, he knows he's not going to shoot her because she's a kid and they're friends and they know each other or whatever, but he's actually not going to shoot her because she's Ben's daughter. She's Ben's kid. Yeah. In big trouble if he did that. Um, oh, Kate tells Jack that they don't know what they're working on in the quarry and it's a runway and, uh... One of my favorite Juliet lines is when she says, It's a runway for the aliens. I genuinely, I repeated that line back to you while yeah. we were watching it. And um, it's not a runway for the aliens, but it definitely is helpful in season five when a Jira Flight uh, 316 lands on it. Yep. Yep. Um,
1: it's
0: a runway for the aliens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be a really cool tattoo. For <laughs> the For the aliens! For the aliens. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like that. Kate sleeps beside Sawyer and she's the little spoon. And then later in season five, when he's with Juliet, he's the little spoon.
1: (laughs) That's wholesome. That's cute.
0: The last thing that I have for this is just uh, about Jacob. And, um, you know, we obviously are going to talk a lot about Jacob this season and how Ben's the only one who knows Jacob when in reality he isn't. But like the others think that Ben's the only one who can talk to Jacob and everything. Everyone's doing stuff in the name of of Jacob. His Highness. Yeah. And it's interesting that Danny says that Jack wasn't even on Jacob's list, so, like, why should they even, like, what pay attention he to Jack? are you talking about? I-, I think that the thing is that last episode, um, in our spoiler section, we talked about how the man in black... Um, like his motives and like the rules that we know to be true about the man in black later don't really make sense in that episode. And I think this is another thing like that. They're just bringing in Jacob and they're just bringing in the man in black as a smoke monster now. And they don't necessarily know exactly, like they know that they're, that Jacob has a list, but they don't know what the list is for yet, I think. Okay. Okay. And I think that like ultimately Jack was on Jacob's list. Um, yeah. Obviously. And he always has been because we see him in the, uh, in the season five finale going to see Jack and, you know, when Jacob touches you, then you are basically like mm-hmm. doomed to come to the island or whatever. Mm-hmm. But basically uh, I- I'm just wondering if maybe Ben changed Jacob's list or something. Like I think Richard's the one who gives Ben, been the lists because Richard's the only one who sees who like actually goes to see Jacob I think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah this just doesn't really make a lot of sense because Jack actually was on his list I think that maybe um Danny just is (laughs) ill-informed which would make sense because why would he need to know and speaking of Richard the first time that we see him in this series is next episode but yeah that's all I got for for spoilers uh this episode mostly just a lot of things happening in the moment yeah. Anything Anything to add, my friends, before we uh, wrap up here?
1: Um Not really. I don't think so. Okay, cool. I hate taco night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, Angie, once again, thank you so much for joining us. It was really uh, lovely having you.
1: Thank you, guys. It, it's a pleasure. Uh, thank you for being the first podcast I'm on. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, well, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was actually thinking with a friend to do one. So mm-hmm.
0: it's nice try. Now you have experience. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for thanks for coming in uh and uh and pinch hitting for that because uh we had someone drop out and I was like, okay, well, I really want someone who doesn't hate skate because there are a lot of people who really hate skate and I yeah. just, I wanted to have somebody to talk to who who wouldn't who would talk to me and be excited about it with me, <laughs> basically.
1: <laughs> I, I I don't really ship anything on this show, yeah. but I really really enjoy Kate Kate's uh, storyline. I think mm-hmm. she's she's an amazing character and so strong. But I don't know, she's she's really awesome. And <laughs> actually, she's the only Funko Pop uh, of Lost that I have. Oh
0: yeah, I have her Funko Pop as well. I have all of them. I think that they they just the, the, the Funko Pops need to do another wave of lost Pops because they, it was kind of messed up the fact that they they did they yeah. did one two three four five six seven of them and only one of them was a person of color and it was just yeah. it was Hurley yeah and like where are Jin and Son Jin and Son Saeed. Yeah. Desmond? Charlie? Like it's just like so many So many characters, yes. Of the characters. This show has such Yes, exactly. This show has so much diversity and it's incredible. And it was just such a weird choice. If they had to make seven, the fact that they did Jacob and M I B was like such a slap in the was face. Weird. <laughs> I hated that. So yeah. that was super weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To be fully honest, uh most of not no most of all of my phone calls are female characters, so that's why that song mm-hmm. oh yeah that's that's a better
0: decision to make anyway yeah. <laughs> all right anyway thank you for coming and if you guys want to uh follow angie you guys can check out what uh her stuff is in the description and um my twitter is robinie jeffrey that's R O B Y N E J E F F R E Y, and it's like all over the place and mine is britannia which is b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-a with an underscore at the end um, you can follow us at the aficionados, uh, all over the place, but mostly Twitter. That's where most of our stuff goes. However, we posted our like stickers and our postcard on our Instagram. Um, and if you want to go get those postcards. Or a postcard and some stickers. Um, it is free shipping, and uh, we would love to send you one. Yeah, yeah. Also, our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/theafficionados. Um, just if you'd like to help us out, would be really great. Um, you get early access to all the podcasts, and if you're a Patreon, you already know that because you're like, I've already listened to this podcast a week ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you.
2: Bye. And how was your day?